Welcome to Betamax Rewind, the only podcast that needs a glossary or a key to understand half of what is being talked about. Here are two guys that wouldn't spend their life savings on earrings, but would spend it on a stormtrooper helmet, a dart gun, a fertility idol. Shall I go on? I I think you made your point. Matt and Doug. Up to date. My, uh, <laughs> my, my M41A pulse rifle looks amazing. Amazing. No comment from you when I sent you the picture. I, I was kind of disappointed. I was working. What What did you think? It, it looks good. It looks good. Yeah. I, I have to do a little bit more weathering, but it's like, boy, you know what? Maybe I should open an Etsy stop shop and do this. Yeah. The weathering thing is that's a thing that I've always struggled with is to make it look worn, but not artificially so so i used a silver sharpie and then i also used this dusting paint that one was gunmetal and the other one was soot and it turned out like way better than i expected okay so ready to dive into it i am and now it's time for podcast housekeeping not a lot, not a whole lot, honestly. No, I I hardly have anything. Uh, for a lie detector, it's called setting a baseline. Baseline, that's it. Yeah. Yep. All right. Was Leon in Bad Boys? No, he was not. No, no, he was not. Uh, but he was in Band of Brothers and I'm sorry, Band of Brothers, Band of the Hand and Colors. Yes. Okay. A shart origin. <laughs> Earliest known appearance was 2001 on Usenet. It appeared in on Urban Dictionary in 2003. Along oh. came Polly, came out in 2004. All right. Uh, I could not find anything on lemon cigarettes. Lemon cigarettes um, were called Twist. Okay. All right. But I could find something on Capri's. Uh, yeah. They came in regular and menthol. Okay. I remember... Uh, the, the criminal's mom smoked capris. Did you rip the filters off? No, but sometimes in when a pinch, we have to suck those things down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, going back to Say Anything, friend of show Joey pointed out that Nancy is the thin um, Wilson sister. Okay. And he did get through all four hours of Say Anything. Oh. <laughs> it's, uh, it was a slog. I wouldn't say it was a slog. I mean, it wasn't for me, but whatever. Uh, Lily Tomlin's character, Edith Ann, first appeared on Rowan and Martin's Laughing in 1968. All right. Did she then transition to the electric company? Yes, I believe so. All right. I think I, I said it was Sir Thomas's shield in the Last Crusade. Yes. It is Sir Richard. Yes, that is correct. And along with that, the woman's name was Ilsa. Ilsa. In The yes. Last Crusade. And that's one of those things that, honestly, we, we need to get a little bit better about. Elsa. not Is it Elsa or Elsa? It, it's like curtains or curtains. I mean, <laughs> okay. it's the same thing. All right. I, I said that bad what boys. Do, and, sorry, go ahead. What do we need to get better on? Yeah. We're getting right back to everything. Uh, no, yeah, everything. Yeah, everything. No, clarify when we when we say something that is completely out of context, so people actually will know what we're talking about. Um, oh, not for like callbacks, but when we reference a movie or something like that. Oh, that is from like, this. Like like the t- the time where the Kittner boy spilled all over the place <laughs> the in doc. the pool with Michael Bean. Yeah. 
from Jaws. <laughs> yes. I said that Bad Boys and Spinal Tap had the same production company. They did not. Bad Boys was EMI. Spinal Tap was Embassy. That was the confusion. They were both E's. No, I have nothing else. Domino's rules. Uh, object of the game is scoring points by laying dominoes end to end. Touching ends must match. Ones touched ones, t- twos touched twos, etc. If the dots on the exposed ends total any multiple of five, the player is awarded that number of points. So a game that you're familiar with because you like touching tips. <laughs> Cusack and Ruck were, were both in class. Okay. Uh, the movie they were watching when they almost fight was 1947's Kiss of Death. All right. Goodfellas came out in 1990. Mm-hmm. The Goose Game is called Untitled Goose Game. Oh, I forgot to check this one out, the height of the jail. But uh, states with a Moscow, you want to take a guess as to the number of states with a Moscow? <laughs> 14. That's actually your low. Alabama, oh, Arkansas, oh. Idaho, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Kentucky, Maine, Maryland, Michigan, Minnesota, Mississippi, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Texas, Vermont, West Virginia, and Wisconsin. Hmm. How about that? And that brings us to... Waffles. <laughs> Okay, this is obviously you. And what's the first thing that you do when you wake up besides, you know, stroke your hard cock? Do you look at your do you look at your phone, check the email, check text messages, see no, if I, you missed anything? No. My really? phone my phone's usually downstairs. Well mine is too. But when I get up, you know, I take a whiz and then I Okay, I'm waffling. This is not the first thing that I do. <laughs> yeah. After I've been up for half an hour, <laughs> check my phone. And I don't have a clip for this next one, but it actually is, is kind of a waffle. And it's a waffle you do a lot. Really? Yes. When we get to the next section, or the next full section, not the next segment, but the next section, you'll say, oh, I, don't, I don't have much that's going on this week. And then you will talk for eight minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because things come to me, you know? Okay. I'm inspired. I'm inspired by the podcast. Moving on. We're just m- m- motoring through this. Yeah. Who did better? Was it Doug or Max? Shock of shocks, once again, it, this is a very Doug-heavy segment. Really? Yes. What did I What did I talk about last week? What did I do? Uh you got a couple song things in there. Oh, uh, the first one is musical. Bra- do I got some Clancy Brown in there too? Yes, you do. But the first one is you. <laughs> turn it up, man! It's Freedom Rock. Hey, man! Is that Freedom Rock? Yeah, man. Well, turn it up, man. <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> so the next one is me, and it's just a sound effect. What was that supposed to be? Dominoes. No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. That was uh, horrible. Yeah, it was not good. Uh, the next one from is from you, and it is from uh, Rain Man. About a hundred dollars. About a hundred dollars. Pretty good. <laughs> that's, that's that's a tough one to screw up. Uh, next one is me, and it is South Park, and I did screw it up. Yeah. Come straight for us. My God, it's coming right for us. Yeah. That was early, early South Park. That's, I think, first season South Park. Okay. Uh, the next one is also me, and this is from Full Metal Jacket. It's just a bad dream, fat boy. 
Remember, it's just a bad dream, bad boy. You're so cruel. <laughs> well, you know, if... Uh, just couldn't stop fucking wolfing down whoppers into your pie hole. Haven't used that one in a yeah. while. Uh, the next one is no. you, and it's from Usual Suspects. Give what? me the keys, motherfucker! <laughs> Give me the fucking keys, you fucking cocksucker, motherfucker! Knock it off! Get back! <laughs> you, got, you got the idea right? I got the idea right, yeah. The, the next one is... And some of the times I'm trying to figure out, where the hell is this from? And this one, I knew it was from one thing or another, but this is from an Eddie Murphy comedy special. And this is me. Gone without me! Gone without me! It's pretty good. Okay, yeah. The next one is you, and it's a sound effect. Just kind of that prison siren thing going on. Yes, Uh, spot on. The next one is both of us, and it is from multiple movies that we've done. It was Tweety, you assholes. It was Tweety, you assholes. Don't ever talk to me again. Don't ever speak to me again. I fucked it up again. <laughs> you totally fucked it up. You had just heard it. Like, I, know, I know. I know. 30 minutes before. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm aware. Uh, okay, the, the next one is mine. Told you that cocksucker is mine. I told you that cocksucker is mine. I'm going to take them out. Yeah, I, I had the tone wrong. Uh-huh. Uh, however, this next one is you and you will, when you listen to it, you'll say, you'll, you'll have some questions when you listen to it. This is actually from the film last week. He makes zero grunting sounds (laughs) in that scene. None. Not That's a- just what I pictured. Whenever I pack picture Clancy Brown, that's what I hear. Okay. Uh, the next one is you. It's also from the film last week. That's <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> yeah. And then the last one is also you, and this is from the very end of the podcast last week. Some kind of wonderful. She's some kind of wonderful. You know, I'm going to call it a tie. Okay, I'll I'll take that. I wouldn't have had it go that way, but... You know, I will yeah. take it. So, all right. Hey, man, what's new now? What's fucking new now? Short week. Uh, this is Wednesday, so not not mm-hmm. a lot. Uh, two things are are t- actually tied together. Not last Sunday, but the Sunday before. In hockey, we played the worst team in the league, the only team behind besides us that had zero wins, and we lost. So we oh. we became the only team in the league with. No wins. Hmm. And they're not good. Last week we played the team, the the best team in the league that has no losses, and we won. <laughs> Did you, hey, how about that? It was uh, crazy. Uh, and even then, a blind, even a blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while. I had a happy hour with somebody that I used to work with last night. We went out for drinks, just very cash. And over the course of two hours, I had two beers, so not much. Perfectly fine. As, as far as that is concerned. And I couldn't find my car. <laughs> oh, no. I knew the parking oh, no. garage I was in, but I did not write down what floor I was on. Did so, I come running out of the shadows <laughs> and out of, out of the fog? 
and you, you opened your arms with a big smile on your face and ah, ah, I forgot my phone in your car. Did that happen? <laughs> no. I was the idiot walking around with my remote. Just come on, start beeping, start beeping. Beep. Yeah. Took me 20 minutes walking around this parking garage to find my fucking car. All and, right. And the last thing is something that I don't know if it happened or not. And last night, my, my son comes into our room and it was probably 9 30, 10 o'clock at night. And he said, Hey, I wanted to remind you of something. Okay. You remember last year when you said, if I got a date to prom, I could, I could take your Porsche. Oh, <laughs> no, no, I don't remember that. <laughs> what I do remember is if you learned how to drive stick, I might let you drive it. And he said, oh, I've driven stick before. And okay, tell us more. What kind of car was it? And he didn't know what kind of car. Okay, how many gears was it? He's like, oh, I never got out of second gear. And well, how fast were you going? Like 40? It's like, yeah, you're not driving my fucking Porsche. <laughs> no. No. So, but Jen remembered that he that we had had that conversation. I don't. I do not know. So, and it's not insured right now anyway. So it doesn't really matter. Okay. And that's it for me. Oh, all right. So I discovered that sledding is no longer any fun. Two reasons why I can't go on my knees anymore because I got guys. I don't have horrible knees, but all over the all over the world. <laughs> <laughs> Take you a second to get there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't have horrible knees, but it's not good for my knees to go on, down on a sled on my knees. And then I discovered when sledding with my son that going down on my ass, well, I've lost two things once I reached my 40s, my hair and my ass. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a Bertram family curse that all the male members of, of our family lose their ass. So it's just kind of bony with a little bit of fat there. I always have to wear a belt, no matter what. And going down on that sled, it's like, oh, ah, ah, ah. yeah, that's no good. Um, and then two things that are kind of tied together. It's Ash Friday, Ash Wednesday. Ash so Friday. Happy Ash Wednesday. Yeah. Ash Friday. Happy Ash Wednesday, Matt. And I was sitting in church on Sunday and our pastor reminded us that, hey, it's Ash Wednesday. There's an Ash Wednesday service, which has been canceled because we're in the middle of like an ice storm right now. So, wouldn't be a complete shock if we lost power and the podcast would shut down. Okay. I mean, not for you, but that is a possibility of happening. But that reminded me of a video that we made with the firefighter and another guy, and it was a talk show. And the firefighter was Father Rico Mendez. This is one of the reasons why I'm going to hell. Okay. And the first we did two we did two episodes. The first episode was when it was on Ash Wednesday back in like 1992 and he had a priest outfit. He had a, like my dad's black coat and a, and a black shirt and a black cowboy hat, sunglasses, mustache. And then we cut out a little white piece of paper for his collar and all the guests. Did you remember the bar down in my old house? Yes. That was, we used that for newscasts. We used that for talk shows. That's, that was his interview desk and guests would come on. Everybody smoked, everybody drank. And on Ash Wednesday, he would he put the sign of the cross on our forehead with ashes from the ashtray. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's so wrong. It's incredibly wrong and un- and horribly racist and it's it's not good at all. I may pull a clip, something that's somewhat timid. But then she also brought up, "Oh, hey, now that we're entering Lent, it's, you know, the whole 40 
the number 40 in, in Lent in Christian faith is, is a big deal. And she said, uh, something that I want you to do, I have a list and it's 40 words. And I want you to take each one of those words and attach a picture to it if you can. And the word that she brought up was remember. What do you think is the picture that went through my head? Well, she I, said, remember. I, I would have to say it, it's when Spock takes off the glove <laughs> and, and transfers his Katra to McCoy. <laughs> remember. That's exactly what it was. And I had, I'm like, I need to remember that. I need so I can share this with Matt because he's going to think the same thing that I did. Um, thank you. Thank you for uh, <laughs> I'm just as bad as you. <laughs> uh, and then... I had mentioned last week or maybe the week before that we're, we're expecting two new couches, a new couch and a new love seat. So we're trying to get rid of the old furniture and the love seat we're selling for a hundred bucks and the couch, I mean, it's just been beat up by kids. It's been faded by the sun. We just put it on Facebook marketplace for free. Mm -hmm. And one of the big scams is, and this is what my missus is doing. So she was getting all the messages was, you know, she would just get still available. Yes, it is. Location. And that's, that's, those are like the two things that indicate scam. And she got a ton of those. And I'm just like, don't even respond to those. And then this one person's like, oh yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to come and pick it up. Uh, I'll be at your house at 10 o'clock on Tuesday, which was yesterday. Great. So we muscled that fucker out of the house and put it into the garage. So we didn't have strangers walking through our house. And this old bag shows up at, in like a sedan. And How the fuck I'm is like, she going to get home? I'm like, uh, what are you doing? She's like, oh, I just want to sit on it to see if I can get out of it once I sit on it. I'm like, so you're not taking it? Well, I don't know. We'll we'll have to see. And it's like, hey, hey, cunt. That's what I wanted to say. You fucking cunt. We we muscled this thing out of the we, – now we're, we have our, our, our couches in the garage. We're not bringing it back in and we're not getting our furniture until next Tuesday. I would have just left it in the house and had you come in and sit on it if I knew that that's what you wanted to do. People are just fucking ignorant assholes. So, yeah, that was that was the cunt in my day yesterday. Um, it was Tuesday. What else? It was Tuesday, cunty Tuesday, just like Taco Tuesday. Um, something else happened? I, I, you know what? It, I, I didn't write it down, so I don't remember. So that's it. So I actually have a pre-shirt. Okay. You know, like a, a legit one. I bought it from like a priest clothing store. Oh my goodness! You went in there and yeah. did you did you say that you were a man of the cloth and needed a new shirt? I do not remember. I remember why I bought it though. <laughs> for Halloween? No, uh, for a audition tape for Survivor. <laughs> oh Jesus! That was going to be kind of like my 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 little you know my hook. I was going to pretend like I was a priest. Ah. And figure, well, nobody's going to, everybody's going to trust a priest. Right? Sure. So, but didn't work out. Nothing yeah. else? Nothing else. All right, moving on. Okay. Matt and Doug are at it again. Guess that sound and you are awesome. What movie will it be from? I really want to know. There is absolutely 0% chance you will get this. Oh. Kind of like last week. I I would not get it from the first thing. However, I will give you a hint after the first one before I play the second clip. 
from the second okay. clip, I would know that I know the movie. I might not have been able to come up with it. After the okay. third one, there is a very specific word in the third one that would have triggered it in my mind. So I would have gotten there eventually. Uh, mm-hmm. But the the first one clip is very, very long. It's very long. So just – and listen for – see if you can actually pick out who the actor is. That might help. Okay. You. All right. Drinking. No. Ah! No. Ah! You gotta hold it down. You gotta be quiet. I'm going and going and going. All right, so that okay. goes on for like another 20 seconds. I don't know who the actor is. Okay, I'll give you a hint. Let me see. Let me get in character here. I'm, I'm, I'm waving out my hand so I can do this. Go, Flash, go. Go, Flash, go. Is that... It's not the guy who plays Flash, is it? Okay, what's his name? Sam Jones. Sam, jo- I don't know of any other movie that Sam Jones is in. Ted. What, an 80s movie, <laughs> okay. knucklehead. Okay, so here, here's the second one. And I pulled the next two just because the dialogue is hilarious to me. But there's enough information here that if you are familiar with the film, you should be able to get there. A woman is a horrible goddamn thing to have around. That's the truth. How would you know? been married five times. Then you never get moving around long enough to find out, did you? There'll be air curlers all over the place. Washing panties in the sink. Brazier's hanging on the lamps. There'll be a goddamn douchebag in this shower. Damn it, man. What are you all so hot and bothered about? Preaching open her jacket and flash her titties at you? You couldn't handle that, could you? I've seen enough titties in my time. I haven't. Been a hundred years since I've seen a good titty. No such thing as a bad titty. God damn it, there now. That's my point. The little bimbo hasn't been here an hour, and all you hormone graveyards can talk about is nipples. Didn't mention nipples. We were speaking to the teddy as a whole. <laughs> Brazil? No. No. Okay. So I'll, I'll give you another big hint. Everybody in this movie, besides her, is a male, and she takes a job in a male-dominated industry. Yeah, no clue. No nope. clue whatsoever. Okay, this is the last one. And there's a keyword in here that tells what her profession is. We never had a female chauffeur. All men. That's a fact. I banged a dude! Not the first time. What? The stewardess. That, that bird was a bloke. Yep. <laughs> what do you mean? I've been packing fudge? You got it. <laughs> God, I must be losing my fucking marbles. I hate to interrupt here. But I have to take you to a concert. Hey! Perky tits! Who the hell are you? I'm your driver. You work for me? Yes. Then take off your clothes and get into bed. 
You have a lot of people waiting for you at that concert right now. Fuck them. That's my job. Okay, any clue? No, none at all. My chauffeur. I've never even heard of it. Okay, well, it will come up later in this podcast. So, ready, oh. ready to move on to the film itself? Sure, let's rock and roll. So I go with the obvious one? Uh, I think you're going to start off that way and then do a record scratch like me. Keith was fired from, from Back to the Future. Amanda played Molly's mom. Dennis Watts playing drum just like a dude would be hot. But that hair sucks. And I don't have to hold my tongue. I don't have to hold anything back. Because I got a sweet, a sweet, awesome podcast. And I can say if it sucks my sack. But this movie, it was missed. It's teenage, so mad we'll be pissed. But was it? It's some kind of terrible. It's some kind of terrible. But is it really? It's some kind of terrible. You'll have to wait till the end. Some Kind of Wonderful was released on February 27th, 1987. It was written by John Hughes and directed by Howard Deutsch, who worked together on Pretty in Pink. It st- stars Eric Stoltz, best known for not being Marty McFly, Mary Stewart, Marty. Mas- <laughs> Mary Stewart Masterson, best known for Heaven Help Us, Leah Thompson, best known for directing two episodes of the second season of Picard, Craig Sheffer. Say what? Yes. She directed two episodes of the second season of Picard. No wonder why it was bad. (laughs) Not good. Uh, Craig Sheffer, best known for Fire in the Sky. And Elias Codius, best known for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 1 and 3. There are I think couple, it's Elias I think it's Elias Coteus. Could be, I don't know. But there are a couple but, other no, people Craig, that will come up. <clears throat> oh yeah. Craig Sheffer was also in A River Runs Through It, which I've never seen. I've not seen that either. And Elias Coteus was in The Thin Red Line. Okay. But the movie made eighteen point five million dollars on an unknown budget. It has a Rotten Tomatoes score of seventy six with critics and eighty with audiences. Did you see this film in the theater? No. No, this was on, this was home box office or, or rented. I had seen parts of this film. Um, All right. As it was going on, I'm like, okay, I remember this part. I think it was a high school jerk off film is what it really was. A high school jerk off film? is a movie that I rented and had on in the background when I was getting jerked off. High school oh, jerk off. okay. <laughs> and when was the last time you saw this film? Uh, the first time I saw it. Okay. I, I saw it twice in the last week. So Okay. Uh, the movie starts. Some mm-hmm. interesting music to start, and there is someone playing drums. And this reminded yes. me of the beginning of another film that we've talked about on the podcast. It's not an 80s film, I don't think. I think it's actually 1990. That starts off with one of the main characters playing drums. Oh, what is it? Johnny Be Good? Okay, it's been it's been a long time since I've seen that. I, I think that might be an '80s movie. Okay, I know I saw I could it with Dorsey Levens. So <clears throat> no, but it's uh, she's edgy. Do you know why she, you can tell that she's edgy? Because she's got the earring up on the 
upper part of her earlobe. And she's wearing dog tags. Oh, okay. Okay. Yes. And she's playing the drums to a track that is has electric drums. Okay. <laughs> I did not know that. I would I would not be able to tell that. <laughs> yeah. But we cut to Eric Stoltz walking on the train tracks. This made me very uncomfortable. Yeah. Just because yeah. I, obviously it's a controlled situation, but I, I knew people that did stuff like this and your shoe gets caught, your shoelace gets caught because he ducks out at the last second, very easily could have died here. And I think there was something similar to this in Flashdance, but I could be I could be wrong. Yeah, but then it cuts to two people making out. We don't know who they are. Then back to Stoltz. He's putting oil in a car. Um, and he's making his own – or is he making his own screwdriver or is he sharpening his own screwdriver? I, I don't know. I don't I don't have that in my notes. But that's, I thought this that's, it's a way that they're cutting back and forth. It was a clever way to quickly introduce the characters that are the four main characters. Yes. And it's really yeah. three and There's a half. More... Yeah, three and a half. You're right. But more making out, more of him working in the shelf or shelf, the shop. And then he's walking the opposite direction on the tracks. And this is where he's playing check chicken with the, the train. Yes. And did yeah. you see what uh Mary Stuart Masterson has on her snare drum? Mm, mm. Um I know she had something on there, but I don't know what it was. It's a heart. Okay. Because she yeah. wears her but heart it's... on her sleeve. <sighs> um, but yeah, he walks off just in time. And then in my notes, it says, what a douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because if you're, if you're that guy, if you're that engineer in that train, and you just see some kid like walking towards the train, I mean, you don't want that on your mind, that you're going to run over some kid. Yeah. What an asshole. Well, fortunately, trains never derail. So that yes. that's good. You know, never in Ohio causing tons right. of fucking problems. Do you remember uh-huh. Wyoiga? Wyoiga. It would have been back that's a, that's a, in it's a town in Wisconsin. Is yeah. back in like ninety four or ninety five, there was a train derailment in Wyoiga and they had to they had to abandon the town for a month. Really? And I don't remember that. National Guard came in. Everybody was kind of, hey, you have to leave now. Couldn't take your pets with you. Everybody's pets died. Hmm. And I remember just thinking that if, if that was me and my dog was at my house, I would have red dawn that shit to get back to my house to get my dog. To get your dog? Yeah. Huh. huh. Wouldn't you? I don't know, man. I mean, if it, I guess it depends. If if I have if I have kids to worry about, or if it's just me and the dog, and my dog is my best friend, and it's my only thing in life, yeah, then I would. But if I got a family that I got to protect and stay healthy for, well, I, I don't think dog. there there was really any health danger. It was just because they were letting news crews go in. Oh, oh, so this wasn't uh, this wasn't uh, hey toxic cloud. If you go into the cl- town, you're going to die. No sort no. of situation. Oh no! It's like there maybe. was stuff that was there, and they didn't want people just wandering around because they flick a heater and it blows something up. Ah, uh, okay, all right. But yeah, but, um, uh, Stoltz, Stoltz's character, whose name is Keith, he sees a guy leaving Leah Thompson's place, and what kind of car does he drive? He's got a Corvette, which also makes him a douchebag. <laughs> Sorry to people who have Corvettes, but if you have a Corvette, 
Come on, man. I still didn't. I forgot to look up that the girl I sent you that text about. Yeah, no clue. Okay, but uh, but so she's not some rich girl. They live in the same neighborhood, right? But what is what does Keith do as the car is pulling away? What does he? Look- he looks at the dirt. He looks at the dirt on his hands, and he realizes that she needs <clears throat> more. And then she actually sees him. I think, but he goes mm-hmm. home, and I noticed this every time they showed the exterior of keith's house they have a boat do they yeah well okay so it comes up does the dad own the shop that keith works at no because he, he talks about selling tires you know if you if, you know if i if, something about <laughs> you know if you go to college god damn it <laughs> if i had gone to college i wouldn't be selling tires for a living six days a week sure six days a week no, I, I think it's just something different. It's because there's no tires that come. I suppose a garage would have tires, but it's yeah. his his place that Keith works at is more of a actual garage versus a Firestone type place. All right, but he so he they go- have a so they have a boat. I mean, it's there's lots of poor people that have boats, Matt. I don't know. I've never had a boat. I think you've lost your way. I think that now that you've made, you've make money, you forget what it's like to be poor and that you can afford some of the finer things in life. I've never had a boat. You've changed, man. You've changed. (laughs) But as he walks inside, his little sister, who is played by Bible banger, um, Cameras Candon, Cameras Candon, (laughs) Candace Cameron, is yeah, playing, it's DJ Tanner. Yeah, she's playing with garbage, uh, garbage, garbage pail kids. Gar- yes, that was past my time. I was more into the scratch, scratch and sniff stickers. Do you remember the Smiley Barn? Yes, of course. They had they had like a whole shelf of scratch and sniff stickers that I think were fifteen cents a piece. They were for the for a while. They were the rage. I never got into the garbage pail kids. Well, I remember with um, at least in elementary school. If you got a good grade on a test, they would put one of those scratch and stiff stickers mm-hmm. on your thing along with, you know, a little smiley face. Yeah. Yeah. You could buy, you literally could buy a scratch and sniff sticker, snicker, sticker that smelled like a dirty martini. I, I remember they, they started getting, they were running out of the common things, so they started getting weird. But anyway, uh, the mom is bitching about yeah. Keith needing a haircut and then uh-huh. his dad calls out to him and who's his dad? It's Taggart from Beverly Hills Cop. Right. And what does the dad want to talk to him about? College. Is that you? Yep. Hey, pal. Been checking out some colleges. Dad, you going to college? That's great. If I'd have gone to college, I wouldn't be selling tires six days a week. There you go. That's what you're going to be doing if you don't get with the program. Come here. Take a look at a couple of these. A bunch of new ones came in the mail today. Co-ed, phys ed. <laughs> Can I do this later? Jesus, Keith's not. I'm not trying to break your back here, pal. I know. Just want you to get off the dime and think about your future. You got a shot to be the first guy in this family who didn't have to wash his hands after a day's work. And he shows his dad his dirty hands. Yes. But my parents yes. were not involved in my college selection stuff at all. Nor were mine. My dad could care less. He was 
he was like, you're 18, you make your own decisions, I could give two shits. But the dad is really focused, or not focused, but he draws attention to the fact that there's co-ed gym classes, and he mm-hmm. seems to be very, hey. very interested in that. Hey, how about that? Yes. Uh, but Keith goes upstairs, goes in his room, and Zuzu Pedals is looking for a record. Okay, do you know what record she's she's talking about? She's looking for a no, record with I a don't. guy who kills himself over a woman. I, I couldn't think of anything that possibly could have been. Tom Waits? I don't know. But he has a ton Striper. of records. Yeah, Striper. <laughs> He's got a ton of records. Who does he think he is? John Cusack? But- right, from High Fidelity. You don't want to stack those uh, on top of each other like that because they'll press the the, the record. That's Dick, <laughs> right? Yeah. But he has a very... I, how, how could you not like that movie? I mean, it was it was funny and sweet and angering and everything. It had all the emotions wrapped up. You're just cold. You're cold soul can't like that a movie like that how, how could you not like no way out it was stupid it was awesome it's got nudity it's got spy shit it's got kevin costner with his silky cock yeah <laughs> but um keith has an eclectic room he's got uh like roman columns and paintings and shit but he's he's concerned about his privacy and he kind of manhandles her out of the room and she calls uh, yes he, she calls for the mo- yeah. mom and then they're yeah. at dinner and and what is yes. Zuzu bitching about? Well, she's bitching about the bruise that her brother gave her that doesn't exist. Right. And then the dad's like, stay out of his room. And Keith is like, yeah. And then his dad goes, you see me before you rough her up. <laughs> and the sister's like, yeah. And then she's just, what did I label this, this clip as? Middle sister is a cunt. <laughs> Uh-huh. I wish just once you guys could experience the humiliation of having the weirdest guy in a huge school be a blood relative. I think your father said drop it. This whole family revolves around Keith and I'm sick of it. Laura, that is absolutely not true and you know it. Excuse me. Yeah, Keith leaves without finishing his dinner and the youngest one isn't in this yeah. very much, but every time she is, she's a pain, and she's saying something about her eight essential vitamins and not never getting a balanced meal. Yeah, my notes. He excuses himself. I hate the little sister. <laughs> but the the next day, Keith and Mary Stuart Masterson's character, who we find out her name is Watts, are in a shitty yes. old car. And do you know what it's kind a of Mini Cooper? It's, yeah, it, it's a four door Mini Cooper. Which and, yeah, and these were rare were, back then. Yes, almost non existent in the states. Um, and at first I thought that this was Keith's car because I think he's driving, isn't he? No, it's a, it's a right-hand drive car. She's driving. Oh, oh, that's why. Now I get it. Okay. But they're walking into school and he points out that she has no books. She's like, yeah, you're right. I don't. And that she never studies. Is she super smart or does she just not give a fuck? She doesn't give a fuck. She's Uh, going nowhere. Yeah. But then she talks about how his old man must be nagging him. You must be getting heat from the old man of ecology again. That's all I think's about. Yeah, well, in comparative terms, it's probably better to have an old man nagging you about your future than no old man not nagging you about nothing. You're not too great at home, huh? Hey, it don't matter as long as you stand by me, I'm covered. What would I be without you? Well, seeing as I drive you to school every morning, you'd probably be home asleep in bed. What, what is up with her voice or her accent? That it just seems to be sure. coming in and out. Yeah, it's, I think it's just her being silly. That's that's her shtick. Okay. But, but it was kind of cool seeing all the different clicks. Yeah. 
that that were around. I mean, it was heavy, heavy clicks. Uh, and then they're walking up the wait, stairs into school. Just, what? just, just really? wait, wait a, cu- a couple things here. Um, okay. She doesn't have any books. That's well, there are no books per se really anymore. I found out that my kids or at least my one kid that's in high school, he's never been to his locker. They don't really? use it at all. They have an iPad. They have no books. And okay. Uh, John Hughes movies, kind of offbeat cars. Same thing in Pretty in Pink. Uh, the Mini Cooper now would be not offbeat, but you know back then, extremely rare. Uh, and mm-hmm. then he had my sunglasses, but she is talking about how they are kind of a interesting fit because he paints, she drums. They're just kind of these weird kids. And then before they go into the school, they are stopped, not intentionally, but somebody is in their way. Who is in their way? A dude that we've seen in other movies, I don't know where, but he's got a skateboard like back behind his neck like he's carrying a lamb in the nativity scene. You know uh-huh. what I'm talking about? Yes. And she takes her drumsticks and is like, tap, 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 tap. And uh, he's like, hey, man, what the fuck? Um, but then. But he comes up as and he getting, becomes an important part of this, sort of. He does. Yes. But uh, then, well, he's labeled in IMDb as skinhead. Yes. And he puts his leg up and stops them. And he's got a, on his shoe, it says kill on the toes. Oh, does it? Yeah. Okay. And he says, he and Keith have an exchange in French. Mm-hmm. And yes. then he's like, pardon moi. And the uh, skinhead's like, pardon moi. And then I think he says, merci beaucoup. That's what Keith says. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, then the skinhead and Watts have this exchange. That's original. How long have you been pulling that one? No, wait, 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 wait. How long oh, have you okay. been a lesbian? Excuse me? Well, I think, I think that you have a little bit too much up front to be a guy. So you must be a lesbian. I beg your pardon? You know, I think you got a little bit too much breastage here. Yeah. Yeah. So the other F word was uttered in. Yes, that. I was I was wondering if you're going to beep it out or not, because I know you've had you've taken umbrage with that word on this podcast before. <laughs> but but the skinheads like, hey, man, they jumped me. And then the teacher finds a pack of Marbreds. And what does he say? Uh, those aren't mine. Yeah. And then he finds a little bottle of Jack Daniels and he goes, what does he say? Oh, that's just for appearances. <laughs> no, he goes that that either. And then he finds a pa- a pack of dirty playing cards. And where does he say he got the dirt pack of dirty playing cards? Oh, they're a gift from the teacher's wife. <laughs> detention. Yeah. Well, yes. the the teacher actually says this to him. You just got detention, Mister. For what? For what? Come on, we'll talk about for it in what? detention hall. For what? There's at least three things there. And I don't know what schools are like in California, but there's some stuff that happens that the kids can do whatever the fuck they want, and they basically get in no trouble at all. I know. I know. Yeah. But, I mean, right there, that would get you suspended oh, for a week. Having I cigarettes mean, probably wouldn't be an issue. Um, booze, booze would be. And then disrespecting a teacher like that? The the disrespect of the teacher would probably be the biggest thing in in that litany of offenses that he had but now we go to the library yeah and and keith is drawing 
Leah Thompson's character, and Leah Thompson is sitting with her boyfriend. And what did you think of this drawing? Was this like just the pencil, the freehand pencil, yes. where it's kind of like a trace? Yeah, it's not bad. I thought it was a good drawing, not a good drawing of her. I mean, I wouldn't have been able to well, say that that's Leah Thompson, but it was a good well, drawing. We'll get, to the, we'll, we'll get to that later on as well. Right. And I mean, when I draw, I draw stick figures with boobs, but <laughs> Leah Thompson looks different in this film. Than she doesn't she, look great. She looks whorish, honestly. And I think yeah. she's wearing yeah. the, the makeup is, is kind of turned up. But okay. her boyfriend is, is just a douche. And he's yes. playing with her hair. She's trying to study. And Leah catches Keith staring at her. And then the boyfriend does. And the mm-hmm. boyfriend continues to, to not let her study. But she kind of gives into it. Ha, 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 ha. And then Watts comes up to Keith in the hallway, and she has some bad news. And what's the bad news? Uh, Keith's dad is in school. And Keith's dad is in school because he's talking to a counselor. And the counselor's like, well, he's thought about school. He wants to go to art school. And the dad's like, no, 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 no. Keith needs to go to business school. Yeah, he can do creative stuff in his own time or in his spare time. And yeah. the dad asks about his grades, and the counselor says, oh, they're holding up well. And as the dad leaves, the guidance counselor kind of rolls her eyes. I And I could not tell, maybe she did, maybe she didn't, if she actually knew who Keith was, other than pulling him up on, like, a computer or sheets of paper. Yeah, he's one of those guys that, it, like, the times that I went to the principal's office, they are like, do you even go here? Oh, yeah, I don't they, know who you are. They knew me. <laughs> they, no, of course they did. Yeah, of course. You were an asshole in high school. But the, the dad is walking down the hallway, and a um, janitor walks by the other way and says, Hey, Whitey, where's your hat? He's got this stupid white hat. But okay. who, who, who does the... He, what? <laughs> I didn't have much, man. The, the dad sees the middle daughter in class and raps on the window. Hi, honey. And she just screams. Yeah, not realistic. Like a blood, a blood curdling scream. Yes. Yeah, unrealistic. Yes. And, uh, yes. she asks to go to the nurse and now we see Keith is painting and he hears something in the hallway and it is the boyfriend that we saw before with Leah Thompson's character, but he's not with Leah Thompson. He's with some blonde, a younger girl. It looks like that looks like she's a freshman or a sophomore. He's with, and there are three times during this film where he's with a blonde. Is it the same blonde mm-hmm. or is it a different bl- blonde each time? I'm, I'm not sure, but he says to her, trust is the basis of any relationship. He says this to the younger blonde, kisses her, and then Amanda, this is Leah Thompson's character, walks up and sees this, and he, this guy is a complete fucking shyster. Amanda. Hi. Want to go to your place? What's wrong? Do you mind? Yes, I do. I want to know what's wrong. She's a friend of my little sister. Her brother was in a pretty serious car accident. She's a little upset. Now, I know you're coming. I'm waiting for you. Why would I be trying to make up with another girl? How can you be so beautiful and so insecure at the same time? Trust is the basis of any relationship. I trust you. I want to give you this. 
Go get the car. Is something a sea of deep blue together at last? Together is two. <laughs> what? It's from Can't Buy Me Love. It's the poem that oh. Ronald uses. But when he was doing that, it, it reminded me of, there's this great Eddie Murphy bit where he talks about how if a woman, if a guy can make a woman really come, that he can get away with. Yeah, I know a man got busted coming out of another woman's house. Just to show you how far a woman is stooped. He got busted coming out of another woman's house. His woman saw him come out the house, knew that the woman lived there, and then say shit, wait till they got home, walked in the kitchen and said, what the hell was you doing in that bitch's house today? You know what the man said? Wasn't me. <laughs> I looked right in your face. Wasn't me. Well, I'm supposed to be a fool, right? Hey. Wasn't me. I was done. You know what the woman said? Maybe it wasn't she. <laughs> it goes on. And it he, goes on about the rock hard dick and maybe I had just had sex with her. Yeah, I, I fucked her. I fucked her. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, there's a rapper, I think called Snoopy, that uses that. Or it's just the song is called One Me. And he does that throughout that song. Yeah, the only thing I know about Snoopy is his dance is pretty cool. Yes. Yeah, do 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 do. Um, but she walks away. She sighs as he walks away, and then she sees Keith watching, and he salutes her. Does he do the? Is it the two finger salute or yeah. is it the full salute? It's the two finger. Two 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 because that comes up later on too. Now I all of a sudden I'm like, oh wait a second, the whole, the whole two finger finger thing. But yes. then we're um, at a garage, and Watts yes. is drumming on a car that's under a tarp. Is that the car that's at the end of the film? I don't know. I don't know where that car comes from. Because it, it's one of those things. It should be a, a Chekhov's gun. But we don't mm-hmm. know that that's actually the car at, at the end. But he says n- not to, to get off or stop fucking with it because it's the boss's pride and joy. And he's changing the oil on a Mercedes. And he says it's changing the oil on a Mercedes is no different than changing the oil on a Honda or whatever. And he asks if Watts knows Amanda, Leah Thompson's character, and what she thinks of her. And she uses yeah. a two-word phrase to describe her. Rap bait. What does that mean? Um, she'll kill you. Okay, I suppose. She's, she's, po- she's, she's poison. Okay, both of those would make sense. But he just wants to know about yes. her. And it's why, because she's beautiful. And then she says it must suck to be a slave to the male sex drive. I he heard. Goes, I didn't say anything about sex. Yeah. Well, what are you going to do? Book club? Yeah. Yeah. But Watts is talking to him about class structure and how the rich people look down on poor people. This is very 16 candles. 16 candles, pretty in pink. There's definitely a shared DNA. And this movie is very, very similar to Pretty in Pink. I mean, there, I, that's what I read swapping, in the IMDb notes. Yeah, it's very similar. Yeah. yeah. She says, don't go roaming where you don't belong. She's big money. Uh, and he goes, no, she's not. And I know where she lives. And she goes, but she runs with the rich and she's hungry. And then, no, I'm, I'm, Watts is hungry. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And <laughs> my, my notes got kind of screwed up there. There was a lot of dialogue that you had to write that you had to type right. for this movie. Yeah. And you couldn't yeah. pull every single fucking clip. Yeah. She says, she actually says, do you want to eat out? And he says, here, don't you want to shower first? But 
no, and no, don't you ever eat at home? And she says she doesn't like to eat alone. And this conversation made her uncomfortable. So she pivots back to the conversation about Amanda. And I'm, I'm sure since you read the notes, you caught all the Rolling Stone things. Yeah, with um, Watts, Charlie Watts, Keith Richards, and then Amanda Jones. <laughs> when, <laughs> we'll get to that. Well, Amanda Jones is a song by the Rolling Stones. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I'm like, wait, they wrote a song called Amanda Jones for this movie? And then I went and looked it up, and I'm like, wow, they got Keith Richards and, and, <laughs> and Mick Jagger to write a song for this movie? And then read a little bit long, further into the IMDb notes, and oh, Okay, the person that wrote this movie really liked the Rolling Stones. But uh, she doesn't want to, Watts doesn't want to talk about herself. And then Keith just says, forget about it. It's nothing, not important. And then Watts starts telling Keith why Amanda is not right for him. Score in a million years. A, you're too shy and closed up to even approach her. And B, she kill you. Chicks like her have one thing on their mind, and you don't make enough of it to matter to her. Well, you can't touch a book by its cover. Yeah, but you can tell how much it's going to cost. Well, that's deep. You want shallow, call Amanda Jones. And I'm, right after that clip ends, there's a little ding, ding. So yeah. Speaking of the devil, or she-devil, yes, I think she a, says. It's Amanda and her boyfriend, and uh, he pulls in with his douchey Corvette. <laughs> And Watts, super unleaded. Right. Which makes him even more of a douchebag, that a high school kid can afford super unleaded. Well, it's probably a buck 15. Or less. But he opens the hood, and the douchebag boyfriend honks, and uh, I think Amanda says, cut it out. And the douchebag boyfriend's like, mind your own business. No, no, no. He, he says this. Shut up, silly woman. But he you says, "You get a lot of miles out of that clip, aren't yeah, you?" I, it might migrate over to the permanent port. But um, <laughs> he says to Keith, and his name is Hardy, I think. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Be nice, or I'll make you check the tires. And he's giving him shit. Oh, uh, this is what you do for a living, and totally being a douchebag. And then he, he says, Hardy says, "So you like looking at my woman? Keep your eyes and mind off my property." Yeah. It. She's right there. How, mm-hmm. how would that make her feel? Like a piece of property. Yeah. and he, Which right now, I think she realizes that. She knows that. She knows that the only reason why she's popular is be, because she's with him. Right. But the guy drops the money on the ground and then... Well, he says, 10 for gas, 10 for you. And he drops that money on the ground. Yes. And as the car pulls away, Keith... We find out Keith didn't put the dipstick back in after checking the oil, and he throws it in the trash. This never pays off. Well, it wouldn't. It's unlikely, very unlikely it would do any damage. It's theoretically possible. I actually did a little research to see how likely it would be that it would cause damage, and it's not. It's very, very unlikely. Okay. All right. But the next day, uh, the boyfriend, Hardy, drops her off at tennis, and Keith is up in the bleachers watching her. He's kind of a creeper. Yeah, he he does some stalkerish stuff. Yeah, yeah. And now is they're playing the song about Amanda Jones, and this is where I was like, "Wow, that, that, kind of weird that they'd have a movie with her name in it." But <laughs> we talked. We already talked about that. Yes. But a teacher stops her. Where have we seen this lady? I thought she was from Who's, Greece. She's not. She's she's over a hundred credits though. They're okay. all small though. 
She was in Sneakers. That That's the only thing that I remember her from. She wasn't the main very, girl very in Sneakers. Though. Okay. That's no, a good that's, movie. No, she... That is a good movie. No, that she's um, she's banging the Russian scientist that gets killed. Okay. Spo- spoiler alert if you've never seen Sneakers. But she Amanda's in trouble for leaving school with the guy in the hot car that buys her two weeks of detention. And it must have been gym class, I guess, not tennis practice. Yes. But this whole thing gives Keith an idea. She's going to yes. be captive for two weeks. I can put myself into that situation and it'll give me an opportunity to talk to her, to get to know her, blah, 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 blah. So what does she do? Or what does he do? He sets off the the fire alarm, like right outside of a classroom. And he just stands there with his arms crossed as the teacher comes out. This would get him suspended. Yeah. And it probably would get, not be potentially detention. get him arrested. Perhaps. Yes. But he goes to detention and he definitely does not fit in there. Why is that? Uh, because they're all guys and they're all um, my people. All your people? They're all criminals. And- <laughs> <laughs> the skin, skinhead is there. Yeah. Yes. And all these, all these other nefarious looking individuals. And then we cut to a teacher talking to Amanda. And she thanks him for not making her sit with the guys. Right. In and, detention. And right. he goes, you can have detention in the office. And then she... This would have worked on me if I was a teacher, grabs his Wait. tie and starts yeah. stroking his tie. Yeah. Oh, you have a clip? Well, I, I had this whole thing, so I'll just skip it, but that's fine. But I'm just thinking she's already taken the first step. She's gotten out of having to sit in detention. And now she is doing this whole thing, and she's she doesn't even have to blow the guy, but he has something no, in common with you. stroking his tie. Well, hold on a second. She says, she says, I'm really hoping I wouldn't have to serve this at all. And... um. He goes, okay, okay, keep this between you and I. And she says, you're incredibly sweet, and I love the way you wear your hair. And he's like, oh, thank you. And then he goes and looks in a mirror, and, well, what is he? You're bald! <laughs> that was my clip. <laughs> from a long well, time that ago. That was my clip. No, I know, oh, but I, okay. I had that from a long time ago. But Did you? He was his driver's ed teacher, and then we go back to Watts and Keith, and she warns him again about Amanda. Amanda Jones doesn't know you, doesn't care about you. You're trying to jerk off the impossible. How many times do I have to listen to myself tell you this? I don't know. How many times? Do you know what kind of a guy Hardy is? I'm handsome, rich. Muscular, popular, hot, happening, and capable of reducing your head to a crimson stain on the wall. Hardy's a jerk. He, he screws around on her. He treats her like dirt. He has no respect for her. He's and just... obviously she gets off on it. You're losing it. And when it's lost, all you are is a loser. Well, you obviously have no idea how I feel, so why don't you just butt out of this, please? I know how you feel. Oh, you do? Really? You've been in love before. There's a lot of things you don't know about me. Keith is Doug. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I sure am. Because he, he's not seeing. She's laying out the breadcrumbs. They're out there. Uh-huh. <laughs> They're not that uh-huh. subtle. But she yeah. said yeah. A, a phrase I'd never heard before. Jerk off the impossible. Is that like when you have okay. whiskey dick? Perhaps I just—I've never heard that before. 
I mean, if well, if that's a, good, a phrase. But the next day, we're it, back in detention, and uh, the and punk is scratching up his desk with a knife, and Keith is drawing. Skinhead. Let's skinhead. just let's okay. just call him skinhead. Okay, yes. skinhead. And Keith is drawing, and Keith shows his drawing, and skinhead kind of shakes his head in approval. And then what does he do to show his work to Keith? He rips off the desktop to show Keith his picture, but we don't see what his picture is. And probably like a swastika or something. <laughs> they, have a, they have a mutual appreciation of each other's work. And uh-huh. the next scene could have went yes. very differently than it did. Um, yes. They're in the girls' locker room. Yes. And, and, and Watts is Watts there. sees, yeah. And she sees Amanda in panties and a camisole, and immediately she hears this song. Amanda has, well, first of all, she got spectacular stems. Yes. And her underwear is weird in that it is tight and loose at the same time. Okay. Somebody cooking something in the microwave? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Hot po- are, you having, are you having a podcast, Hot Pocket, Matt? <laughs> no, I'm not. But hold on a second. <laughs> I, I just hear you in the background. <laughs> yes, somebody's cooking something in the microwave. Sorry, I had to turn the mic away for that, or the microphone okay. away for that. But as as she was looking at her, she was kind of sticking her chest out, and she was thinking that she can't compete with Amanda on a one to one level. And I'm thinking, I've I've been in Watts' position, not not the girls' locker room, but looking at a girl that I'm interested in and knowing I can't compete with a guy another guy that's interested in her. Yeah. There was a girl that I think I was a junior and she was a sophomore. And I just thought that she was unbelievably beautiful. No, I was a sophomore and she was a freshman and she was dating a senior. Hmm. That's what it was. And I just, I was, I was so in love with her yet. I had never even spoken a single word to her. Yeah, it happens. You're smitten kitten. Mm -hmm. So, a, yeah, a girl comes over and mocks Watts. Uh, she's wearing Watts is wearing boxers. Yes, thankfully you don't need to take her underwear shopping. <laughs> but I, I swear to God, there was at least one other girl in the locker room that was also wearing boxers. There was, shorts. yes, there was, yes, there was, and I don't know if that if that was maybe just shorts that looked like boxer shorts, but I thought the same thing. But um, Watts threatens to jam a drumstick up her nose. She could have picked like, a better place. Is that a threat? She goes, that's a promise, bitch. Uh, but that night. now we're at we're at some happening place. The mall? I don't know if this is... Is that what it is? Is, is it's it a the mall? the outside of the mall, I think. Okay. They don't ever really make it clear. But Keith, again, there, watching Amanda, kind of a creeper. And who's Amanda and, with? Uh, Sister Roberta. May I help you? Oh, uh, yeah, I'm uh, here to... Pick up my friend, George Costanza. Oh, well, he's in with the father. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm Sister Roberta. Oh, Kramer. Yeah. It's a pleasure. Mine. So apparently you did catch that. <laughs> that was not planned at all, ladies and gentlemen. That was that was the smooth runnings of Betamax Rewind. 
Yeah, she. I just had her labeled as the nun that made Kramer convert on Seinfeld. Yeah. But Hardy's there, and who is Hardy there with? Uh, another girl. Yeah. And the blonde says, oh, oh, Amanda's here. And yes. Hardy has this uh, Miami Vice thing going on the whole movie. Oh, totally. Totally Miami Vice thing that's in my notes later on. Just wearing different jackets with uh, T-shirts. But he separates uh-huh. from the blonde, and then Amanda comes up, and she's kind of she's kind of had it. Hi. Hey, I've had about enough of this. What? what? Look, if you were more of a person, you might be enough for two girls, but you're not. Yeah? Well, this jealousy crap is really getting a bit tedious. Yeah, we well, won't have to deal with it anymore. What, what does that mean? Huh? Get out of my way. No, no, no. Not until we straighten this out. It's not gonna work anymore, Yeah? You walk out on me, where are you gonna go? Hmm? Amanda? You got a minute? And that that's Keith that asks if Amanda has a minute. And so she walks away from Hardy and goes over to Keith and she asks, what does he want? And what does Keith want? Uh he just wants to ask her out. Yeah, do you want to go out? That's is that's kind of a dick move, isn't it, to ask somebody out that has a boyfriend? Um, yeah, I guess so. I guess. I mean, not not totally. Well, I mean, he she just broke up with him, so. Well, could he tell that? I have no idea. All right. But Maybe. she thinks the whole idea is kind of funny, and Watts is there as well. She's watching this whole thing as her little heart breaks. I wonder if she actually changes the thing on her snare drum to like a little broken heart after this. Oh, no, maybe. Yes. But Amanda walks back over to the nun. What did he want? He asked me out. What did you say? I said yes. Amanda walks away, and the nun tells Hardy, "Oh, she's just mad. Don't worry about it." Yeah. The next day, uh, they're at breakfast at Keith's house. Well, they, it's Keith and his family are. It's a big breakfast. Big plates, eggs, bacon. And everybody mm-hmm. is looking at Keith, and Keith just has this shit-eating grin on his face. He sure does. Why are you smiling? Yeah, I wasn't aware that I was smiling, but if it bothers you, then I can stop. Oh, it's just you haven't smiled much lately. I was curious about the change. Well, I haven't had that much to smile about, Clifford. See? Clifford. You have a beautiful smile, young man. Thank you, Carol. She's mom. I'm dad. And you're nuts. This is not true. It can't be. This has got to be, like, the most hilarious rumor ever floated, right? What are you talking about? Okay. I'm in town last night. I hear everybody talking about how Keith has asked this girl out. No way. <laughs> Check it out. This girl is popular. She's beautiful. And- Senior captain of the cheerleaders. Yes, most beautiful girl in the history of this county. And obviously in the middle of some emotional shootout to consent to date the human tater tot. What did you do to her, Keith? Threaten her life? I just asked her out. Well, her boyfriend's a man, for Christ's sake. Hey, 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 hey. Oh, he's extensively easy on the eyes. He's a total buck, and you're... You're... Keith. It, it is interesting that she refers to him as the human tater tot, because he did portray a potato head in another one of his films. Mask. Yeah. What was, you inserted something in there. What was that from? That was from Can't Buy Me Love. (laughs) Oh. But 
there was uh, the day after I got laid for the first time. Um, we're in the kitchen and do the dishes. So I'm, I'm doing the dishes and my brother comes over and I'm just do, 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 do. And he's looking at me. He's like, you motherfucker. <laughs> he knew immediately what it was. It's just because got I, laid. I couldn't stop smiling. <laughs> yeah. So happy, but got off the snide. But uh, the dad goes back to the whole college thing. And then the sister says, getting into Amanda Jones is harder than getting into college. <laughs> <laughs> but statistically, that's true about any girl. Sure. But she says the girl is sex. And yeah, I've I've known I wouldn't say that Amanda Jones is sex though. I don't think she she drips or personifies sex though, would you? She certainly does not. No. No. The other girl, Sister Roberta, looks like she looks like the kind of girl that would suck off anybody at a party. Well, it looks like she's going to later. Yeah. <laughs> the guy with a bad mustache. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. But Back in detention, the skinhead shows Keith his own sketch. Again, I don't think we know what it is. No, he says what it is. What is it? It's a picture of his girlfriend without any skin. <laughs> oh, oh, that's right. It's like a skull and stuff like that. Yes. Yeah. And then he says, congrats on your latest coup. And he goes, you know her? And he goes, how did you swing that one? And again, he goes, I asked her out. Just like Lloyd Dobler last week. How did you ask out? How did you get her? her? Lloyd McCourt. Diane. Lloyd Diane McCourt. Diane Diane McCourt. Diana McCourt. Diana Diana McCourt. I just asked her out. But Um, he he says, punch her in the apron for one for me one time. Well, he said he first he refers to Hardy as a guat. That was my other question. What the fuck is a guat? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know a Guatemalan. I, that, that seems awfully racist. Well, the, I don't think I don't think Hardy is Guatemalan. No, I don't think so. But uh, and also, I don't know what. what oh, I know what it means, but I've never heard "puncher apron" for me. What that? No, I I don't either. Maybe but, it's California. I mean, thing. that makes sense because apron kind of hangs down there by the hoo ha. Uh, uh, maybe, but outside, Watts is putting on chapstick. I I fucking hate chapstick. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Uh, the, there's only one thing I hate more than chapstick, Carmex. Carmex okay. makes me actually wretch. Just the smell Does of it? it, yeah, it it makes me want to vomit. I can't wait till I pick, when I pick you up at the airport. <laughs> I'm just gonna have like five open jars of Carmex on the dashboard. You really want me okay, puking right? all over your car? Make a note of that. Carmex in August. Buy Carmex. Uh, but the kid from the skateboard from the very beginning of the film. Yes. is sitting next to her and he asks her if she wants him to kiss her or feel her up or anything and she says you want to die or something and he- here's the thing do you know who Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are no okay oh are they hold on are they the oh god there was a, wasn't there an HBO show about them there was a movie that was made about them masters and masters or something no 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 the, you, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are secondary, possibly not even secondary, tertiary characters in the play Hamlet. Oh. Someone took those two characters and made a whole movie about just those two small characters. It's called Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. Okay. So so this kid, this skateboarder is a Rosencrantz for this film. Okay. So somebody being used to make somebody else jealous? 
Uh, well, just let me let me get to the point. Like it also happened in one of the Austin Powers films where one of the uh, henchmen they show the henchman's home life. <laughs> kind of like they okay. expand up upon these secondary characters. If this movie is from his perspective, Watts is a terrible person because mm-hmm. she is using him and she is just a total bitch to him in the few interactions that they have. And in his own film, Watts is Amanda and Keith is Hardy, except Keith is not an asshole. It's all perspective. But um, okay. the guys talk to her. He sees her kind of. And Watts says, this is 1987. A girl can be anything she wants to be. And how does he respond to that? I don't know. Uh, I know. My mom's a plumber. And, oh, then, okay. and then she, she talks down to him about that and puts him down because his mom is a plumber. She's a bitch in his story. She's using him as bait. Um, jealousy, yeah. a tool. But now Keith walks up, and I'm I'm getting all pent up here. So um, you're getting all worked up. <laughs> yeah. Watts is trying to play it cool, and but Keith has a favor he wants to ask of Watts. What does he want? He wants to borrow her car, and the dude, the skateboard dude, is sitting there stroking Watts's hair. Um, and he tells her, yeah, I want to take Amanda home. And the skateboard guy is like, congratulations, man. Um, yeah, she's smoking. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, she, and Watts says she wants a couple bucks of gas. And he says he'll be back in an hour. Oh, just time. It doesn't mean anything. I mean, she's being totally bitchy about this mm-hmm. whole thing. And the skateboarder says they have an hour. You know how much damage we could do to each other in an hour? And... She's just disgusted by this guy. And I am the skateboarder in my own some kind of wonderful life. Okay. That makes sense. But Amanda and the nun are, I talked to her, I call her either the nun. I eventually start using her name, but Amanda and the nun are talking about spring break as Keith is walking up. And I asked Jen if she thought what Watts was doing is wrong. What do you think Jen thought? No. Yeah, I strongly disagree. But yeah, so do I. Because I, I would, I would hate to be that guy. In yeah. fact, it's it's possible I have been that guy. Yeah, and didn't and didn't know it. So, but uh, yeah, Keith asks Amanda if she wants to ride home, but Amanda says she's going home with Shane. That's her. That's the the nun's name. I don't know what kind of fucking name Shane is for a girl, but she, it's a rich girl's name. She introduces from California. Okay, the two of them, and Shane is very very unimpressed with Keith. And, mm-hmm. But then Shane also says that Amanda should go with him, and Amanda ha- and her friend have a talk while Keith goes to retrieve the car. It's a lot. What? Well, you made me look really stupid. You make you look really stupid. He's giving you the perfect opportunity to back out. He wants to talk, so tell him. Tell him you're back with Hardy. I'm not back with Hardy. Okay, then fine. Tell him the truth. Tell him that you used him. I didn't use him. Oh, really? You didn't use him to get away from Hardy? It wasn't deliberate. I was mad and he stepped in. It was just bad circumstances, okay? Okay. Regardless, the longer you wait to kill it, the worse it's going to be. You saw his face. I mean, he's completely deluded. Unless, of course, you're really interested in him. And Amanda kind of smiles when... Yes, and, she, she, and her friend used used the right irregardless. way to say regard. <laughs> she said regardless, not irregardless. I, I, I almost was going to beep that out. <laughs> But so far, Keith is the only person in this movie that is not a bad person, besides possibly the skateboarder. 
but he's not a smart he's not a smart person, but he's not a bad person. He's not a smart man, Amanda. <laughs> but um, yeah. The question though, he, Keith is he wants to take Amanda home. He wants to mm-hmm. drive Amanda home. Is Watt's car really something that is going to be something? It's it's definitely not, not going to impress Amanda Jones. No, it certainly will not. And then pr- one problem with Watts's car, which is what? It's out of gas. And you would think somebody who works in an auto shop when he gets in <laughs> would see the gauge yeah. that says E. No, he's just – I mean, unless it's, it, unless it's on such the battery. a piece of shit. Unless it's just such a piece of shit that the gas gauge never Doesn't works. work? Yes. But that's a possibility. Amanda is standing, waiting, frustrated, and she's starting to walk. And I'm thinking, isn't he a mechanic, as you just said? Amanda mm-hmm. has gotten to the car and – said, uh, yeah, it won't start. And she tries to flag Shane down because she has to get home. And I thought this was going to be some kind of subplot. There was going to be something with Amanda's home life, like she had a sick parent or something to give her a little bit more depth. But no, yeah, there's nothing there. Yeah. Hardy, the ex-boyfriend, is watching. Um, Shane stops. She asks what happened to Prince Charming. And then... Yeah. Amanda says to Keith to go ahead and get in. And that's Hardy's like, the fuck? And Shane wants to know where they're going. And Keith is is going to fuck over Watts here. Because what did he do when he jumped into Shane's, uh, I think she had a Jeep. It was like a Suzuki Samurai or or sidekick or something like that. But he just dropped Watts' keys into the car and took off. Did he? He didn't have. He didn't pocket the keys. No, he dropped them like through the sunroof. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, and uh, yeah. So he's sitting in the back uh, of this whatever Suzuki Sidekick Samurai, whatever it is, and he compliments Amanda's earrings. Good, good call. Good call there. And then the cunt friend asks Amanda if there was something else that she wanted to say to Keith, and she goes, "Sorry, what's your name? This chick's a cunt." But but what it when. When Keith compliments the earrings, what does Amanda say? Thank you. I she says uh, they're real and they're spectacular. Oh, okay. No, but she says that they're Shane's. And Shane is judging where Keith lives, which is kind of ironic because he lives literally right down the around street the, under the bridge. Around the corner. From where Amanda yeah. lives. And yeah. Keith actually gives Amanda an out here. She can back off. She can say, no, I don't want to go. But she says no. But she'll understand if he wants to back out. And then Keith falls out of the Jeep when they get to the house. It's not a bad house. No. I mean, it's not a, it's not like a shack. It's not a, a shithole. It's not a, a large house. It's not a rich person's house. It's probably worth over a million dollars today. But, and that's where Shane says that Amanda screwed it up. And she says she can't do that. She doesn't want to be a bitch, but she kind of is being a, she kind of is being a bitch. By not being yeah. a bitch, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because. But, well, it, she says, he gave you an out. And she says, I couldn't do it in cold blood. And then her friend says, well, guess what? You now have a boyfriend. When a, a girl asked you out and you didn't want to go out with her, what did you do? Um, I told her that I was hanging out with some friends that night. And then 10 years later, I married her. <laughs> okay. Um, she asked me out, man, and I turned her. I was dating somebody, I, and I was going to see the girl with the twin bed, and 
she, my missus, my future missus, asked me out, and I said, "Sorry, I'm I'm hanging out with some friends tonight." And then I went to Milwaukee to this girl's house, and she expected me to spend the night in the twin bed, and I laid there for like an hour, and I'm like, "I I'm sorry, I I can't do this. I I I'm going home to sleep in my own bed," and. <laughs> And then I never, and then basically I, I kind of ghosted her. Um, but I was lying in, I think I was, I was watching my dad's house because the dog and I was sleeping in my dad's bed and the pilot at like one o'clock in the morning or midnight came and tapped on the window and he's like, Hey man, bunch of us are going to Denny's. You want to go? I'm like, sure. And that's when I told him about my future misses and he said, yeah, go out. You should go out with her. So. Yeah. That's that. If a girl asked me out and I didn't want to go out with her, I, I would either be grounded or I just got a DUI. Oh, jeez. I got two fake DUIs when I was younger. <laughs> okay. <laughs> two different girls. Yeah. Yeah. But but the sis- sister comes out. She acts like an ass because she's now standing. The sister sees that he was dropped off by popular girls. Right. Yes. And the, the way that the sister is acting, she's acting like they have money and – He's, oh, he's so humble. He didn't tell you about our house and our apartment in France or, you know, the fact that we're Scottish royalty or some other bullshit. And then the sister goes into the house and Keith asks her, what was it? And she's really cagey about it. But Watts is in her car smoking a heater and she's moving. But how is she moving? Bullegged? No, no. The skateboarder is pushing her car. Oh, that's right. Wait a second. I got all. I got off on my notes here for a second. Sorry, I got you talking about the misses and got all flustered. Oh yeah, skateboard guys pushing, and he says, "You better give me your phone number after this." Poor Matt, the skateboarder. That's what it says in my notes. <laughs> yes. But uh, the but, next day, yes, Keith is painting in school, and Hardy comes in in another jacket. And, yes, another Miami Vice outfit. Yes, and Keith kind of hides the painting. Right, and he shuts off. Uh, Hardy shuts off the music and they have a conversation. You nervous about something? No, no. You look nervous. You okay? No, I'm fine. Do you always uh, come to school this early? No, no. Do you? Never. So why, why today? I wanted to talk to you. About? (laughs) Not about art. Look, I'm totally cool with the situation. The truth is, I was looking for a way out of the thing with Amanda, and you saved me a tough talk. I'm supposed to believe this, right? It's true. I don't want Amanda hating me. I don't want anybody hating me. So, I'd appreciate it if you'd do me a favor. Now, I don't know what you have planned for Saturday, but if you could, I'd like you to swing by my place. I'm having a party. Parents are in Europe. <laughs> you're, you're inviting me to your house? Yeah, I invited a lot of people. Something wrong? Yeah, I, well, I don't know. You, you tell me. It's- There's nothing wrong on my end. You got an inferiority complex or something? I've known Amanda a long time, and I'd like to keep it that way. If it's too much for me to ask you to bring her to a party, hey, I'm sorry I asked. No, well, put yourself in my position. This doesn't sound too good. Well, put yourself in my position. I'm big enough to invite a former girlfriend and the guy who stole her from me to a party. You think this makes me look good? I've taken a lot of shit over this. That's why I'm a little cautious about your motives. I'll buy that. Come on. It's a party. It is not the end of the world. Well, are you are you being straight with me? Do you see any reason at this point why I should play games? Well, I'll 
I'll talk to Amanda about it, but... I've already talked to her. She's fine with it. You talked to her? Really? Well, we'll, uh, we'll drop by then. Good. You know what? It wouldn't be the weirdest thing in the world if you and I actually turned out to be friends. Yes, it would. That last thing that Keith says, mm-hmm. it's the only part of that entire conversation where he doesn't go full Sean Penn. Mm-hmm. Because none of this passes the sniff test. None of it. No, not at all. And Not at all. One one of the things with, I know you watched Lost, some of it at least. One I watched the, it all. One of, one of the big problems with the show Lost is none of the characters talk to each other. And if they did, a lot of the stuff that happened would have been resolved. There's no way. There, there's, it's, it's not believable at all that Keith would not ask Amanda if she had had the conversation with Hardy about going to the party. Well, I don't know because he doesn't want to fuck up a good thing. And in, in Doug's mind, Doug would be afraid to ask that question because Doug would be afraid that she would get defensive and then cancel the date. But, uh, I don't know. Um, whole ruse, I think, just falls apart if, if he actually talks to her about it. But now we're at a, a nightclub, mm-hmm. and I didn't recognize the guy that was singing. But it's chick. Yeah, you might want to double-check that. But Really? Um, really? Watts is outside, and she's she's going in through the back door. She um, has a heater. Yep, smoking a heater. And she pushes uh-huh. her way through the crowd, and Keith is there. And in this scene, the color amount and shine of her lipstick changes from shot to shot. Does it? It's very, very noticeable. <laughs> okay. But Keith and Watts have this conversation in the club. When do your parents let you go clubbing on school nights? I'm waiting for Amanda. Here? She's coming here? On a school night? Did I miss something? Is there a new world order? Look, if you're going to bug me and make me feel bad, can you do it later, please? She said she'd meet you here? Not in those words. In any words? Maybe she didn't have ID. Who doesn't have ID? Maybe she doesn't like you as much as you think. Maybe. Do you miss me, Keith? Do you miss not being around me? This isn't the third grade anymore. She doesn't love you. It's a joke. It's all a joke. How do you know? I'd bet my hands on it. You don't want to make that bet. Yeah, I do. I've been thinking a lot lately about you and me. And I came to a conclusion that I didn't want to deal with. But now that we talked, I can't hide it anymore. I think we'd get along much better if we didn't spend so much time together anymore. Why? Because I'm driving you crazy. And you're driving me crazy. And I'd rather not see you and have you think good things about me than have you see me and hate me. Because I can't afford to have you hate me, Keith. The only things I care about in this goddamn life are me and my drums and you. Adios. Wait, Watts. 
What? Yeah, that edit where I added like that last five seconds was not very smooth, but I wanted okay. that last five seconds. So, wow. She's basically letting him know, dude, I love you. But he still is not, he's dugging it up. Uh huh. He's dugging all over the place. And, uh, you know, full disclosure, I think she's cuter than Amanda. Uh, I agree, but the hair is, is tough. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah. had that conversation. I had that, I was the Watts in a conversation with somebody growing okay. up. And when Jen and I were watching this, at one point she said, okay, you have to realize that everybody got their heart broken when they were younger. This doesn't make it, it's, it's not like your pain was so much more than everybody else's. <laughs> in your mind, it was. So a little bit of, you know, hey, get over yourself a little bit. And I understand where she's coming from. And we actually talked about it. And here's why she's wrong. Because my pain was much more than anybody else's ever. And here's why. <laughs> because I don't have emotions. I don't have high highs. I don't have low lows. I'm very much in in the middle. I, I don't fluctuate to the extremes of emotion or happiness, sadness. I, I try to stick right in that middle ground. So when I do let myself get outside of that, it hurts me more than anybody ever has been hurt. <laughs> yes, ever. That's ever. Why my pain is worse than anybody's ever. Yes. But the, uh, the last thing is, well, two things. D- does Amanda ever show up? I don't think so. No, no, I don't think so. And the fake ID thing, who doesn't have a fake? In high school, pretty much everybody. <laughs> pretty much everybody didn't. There were there was the exception, like myself. But the next day, so. uh, Amanda yes. and and Shane are hurrying to class, and they are late. And who's waiting right outside the locker room door? Hardy, and he says, "I want to talk," and she pushes past him. So what does Hardy do? He, he rolls up the sleeve on his jacket. And, like and, Chandler, Chandler and, and Ross. Yeah. And uh, he, he walks into the girl's locker room and he says, what do I have to do to prove I love you? And she says. And no, no one really seems to care that there's a guy in the locker room. Unless Hardy is such a big swing and dick that all the women want him that they're like, oh, he's in here. Let me show some nipple. He, well, he is. He is king shit of this school. Yeah. So maybe, but. um. She says, leave me alone. And he says, you're going over to the low life to hurt me. Well, it hurts me. And I, I, I thought you invited Keith to the party. And she knows about Keith being invited, but it wasn't to beat Keith up. It was to show how good a loser he is. She, she, even she does not believe this. She just says, you're no. a loser, period. And the teacher comes in. What's going on? And I love his reaction. He's like, I'm talking to Amanda. Do you mind? <laughs> yeah. And she goes, yeah. And he goes, there's nothing I haven't seen here. No one, no one is that brazen at a public high no. school unless they were, and this is not to say that he did this, but if you were at a public high school and you were a LeBron James level high school talent, maybe, maybe you could get away with this. I don't know. But he yeah, says, I, I don't know. He says he wants to drive Amanda home and the teacher asks for his name again and he gives it and he spells it and then he calls the teacher a bitch. Yeah. But he he even says to her, your reputation is on the line to Amanda. Yeah, play and with then, play me and you'll have a real lonely year. 
Yes. And the teacher puts him on report and then Amanda takes off the ring that he gave her earlier and throws it at him. And after he's gone, the teacher calls Amanda to her office. Uh, Amanda didn't do anything wrong here. No. I mean, it's she probably is going to face some kind of uh, punishment, but this is 100% well, not unless, her fault. Unless we don't see the conversation that they have. But maybe the teacher was like, are you okay? You know, just checking on her well-being, do a, doing a wellness check on her. Uh, the, the, the tone when, Amanda, can I see you in my office, was not a concern. It was a, I'm pissed. Get in here. Speaking of pissed, I think we need to go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Okay, we're back. I got nothing. Okay, nothing. Yeah, but the sister, the sister is at the mall with some of her friends, and we've seen these girls before, like in after-school specials. Some of them looked familiar, but I really couldn't find anything that I had definitively seen them in. But she's bragging. That yeah, she, she's she, in by she, association. Yeah, she's she's holding court with probably the freshman and sophomore set. I am his sister. Yeah. So if you're a brother or a sister, you're in. It's like it's it's like they have to accept you or else the whole social structure caves in. Get to go to parties? Of course. I'm probably going to the one Saturday at Hardy Jen's. Uh, Keith's bringing Amanda, so you know, we might double. Who'd go out with you? Oh, the choices are limitless. Can we go too? Eventually, yeah. Uh, if you stay cool. You're lying. Oh, really? Yeah. If you're so tight with Hardy's people, why aren't you over there with them? Because I'm here with you, twerp. Maybe you're here because you're false. Is this a challenge or something? Yeah. Look, I was hanging with you fungi in a vain effort to cool you out, but all I am getting is breeze, so say lovey. She's a liar. Her brother loathes her. He'd never let her play with his rep. And I don't, I don't mean to pretend that I was, well, nobody would believe that I was cool in high school, but that I, I was above doing things to make th- people think better of me. But I cannot remember ever posturing like she is doing. No. And you Nor know, have I. And she goes over and she sits basically next to the the table where Hardy's crew is. And mm-hmm. she overhears basically what Hardy's Hardy is setting the table for what is going to happen through the rest of the film, kind of. Yes. Amanda has to bring him. What else could she do? Not bring him. She can't take the pressure. She'll bring him. All right. Now, the party will go down as expected, okay? Amanda will blow him with her guy, and we'll nail him. Then we'll go back to business as usual. It's real simple. All right? And the sister runs off past her friend's. And she gets on her bike and, oh, God. What? Uh, I should have pulled a risky business clip here. What? What? Jumped on his bike, pedaled home, and and jerked off. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) But, yeah. She comes into his room and she tells him that she needs to talk. Tells what she had heard and says, it's a joke. Your date with Amanda is just a setup. And he goes, you're not kidding, are you? And she goes, no. And then... She she says, I'm sorry for everything. And that I give her credit because, you know, it is the whole sibling rivalry. Kids 
siblings give each other shit, hate each other, whatever, but she comes through when it's important. But mm-hmm. there is another um, drawing of Amanda that's in his room, and that one is actually a really good one. You can t- actually tell who it is. And, okay. Uh, he She busted in r- right after he had like a, a pre-date jerk, <laughs> and now he's going to have a sad jerk, but where does he go? Well, he goes to Watt's house, and she's drumming, and he tells her that the whole thing is a joke. And she says, well, it's a good thing that you found out. And he goes, you know what? I'm not afraid of him. I'm going to go through with it. I have to because I can't hide. I have to stand up to him, and I'm not giving in anymore. Like eight cliches right in a row. (laughs) Is he going to karate kid this shit? Um, But he's only half right. He's only got half of the story right because Amanda is not in on him getting the shit beat out of him him you know that is just all on hardy but he lies on the on her bed well you have a thing before that i think though no he lies on her bed and she cozies up next to him right and this is the first time i noticed and actually i did notice it earlier sorry she has a tattoo on her neck yeah and it changes place slightly does it yeah because it's not a real tattoo well of course not of course not but He's got the whole devil. She cozies up to him, like snuggles up to him. And he's got the whole devil angel thing on his shoulder. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, well, it's bad enough. She was, she was sweaty from drumming yes, before. But now but she's got the whole the angel devil yeah, thing yeah, I, on I his shoulder. Jesus. Fucker. Fucker brains out. Sucker tits. Squeeze her buns. Now she wants it. You, you know that, and then when, and then when the devil, and then when he doesn't, the devil you says, this. <laughs> "Sorry, you have to remember." Do you not know how to. I, I lead you into my clips, and then nope, Matt's got something else to say. When it's a blind clip, how the fuck are you supposed to be leading me into it? I didn't listen to that clip. I didn't know what it was. That's a blind clip. <laughs> so, yes, but he apologizes. Yeah. She does too. Says you always hurt the ones you love, and. She asks, when are you beating the shit out of Amanda Jones? And she has this pained expression. The love returned by one ones you love, except for platonic love. It's some of these movies are are, are just not really good for my mental health. <laughs> okay. But the next day, uh, Keith goes up to Amanda and he says, what time do you want me to pick you up? And she's shocked. She's, I, I don't understand why well, she's shocked. Well, she goes, Whenever. Right there, it's like, okay, this chick does not want to go out with me. She's just, she's, she just wants this to be over with as quickly as possible. And he's like, 7.30? Sure, fine. Uh, she but walks she over walks to her over, friends, yeah. Yes, and they are completely ignoring her. Totally ignoring her. And Yeah, they're talking about foreign lands and ignoring her, and she gets it now. She says, this yeah. is it, I guess. And she walks away. Yeah. She might be the one who actually ultimately pl- pays the biggest price in this whole story. Oh, at the yeah, end of the day, yeah, the playing out the string. I, I've got an interesting take as to what happens. Okay, but she's crying as she walks away, and as she walks away from school, Hardy is there leaning on his vet, and he blows a kiss to her with two fingers, and she starts bawling as she runs away. Mm-hmm. And then. I think it's Watts and uh, 
Keith talk to the dad about what they're going to do about the, what the dad is going to do about the missing money? How's it feel to be carrying all that cash in your pockets? Well, a little uncomfortable. Yeah. Want me to tell you one more time that I think you're crazy? Nope. Been hoarding that cash for years, right? Yep. How about your dad get a remit? You won't be able to measure with existing technology. He's a miser, right? No, he's just real important to him that I go to college. Because he didn't go. Exactly. Hey, I just brag on you a lot about your parents and family stuff because I'm jealous. It's got to feel pretty good to have someone looking out for you like he does. Sometimes. Still going to kill you, though, right? Yeah. Is it her body or her face? Amanda? I don't know. It's... Everything. My grandmother told me when I grew up I'd have big boobs. Mm-hmm. What happened? I don't know. I guess I just got lucky. Let it go. Let it go. I, I paused the film when we were watching this. Mm-hmm. And that's what Jen said to me. <laughs> and I moved okay. on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but. How how could he access his college money? Or is it it's not in a five twenty nine plan? It's just in a savings account. Yeah, I'm sure that that's well. It's in T bills. It's in because he comes home. Yeah, and his talking, dad dad's is talking about T bill percentages. Yes. Hey, I've got great news. Your T bills earned more interest. You're going to be getting a whole sixteen dollars more a year. But how how much money do you think this is? In these T bill, I well, I mean, for the diamond earrings. The most expe- other than a, a, an engagement ring and, and wedding band, the most expensive jewelry I ever spent was thirty dollars. I bought her a five hundred dollar pair of earrings, and that was ten years ago. Yeah, Jen figured that earrings were probably two three k today. I don't know, man. Really, they're they're more than a carat each. Are they? Yeah, they're pretty big. Okay. Okay. I wouldn't know. I, I mean, it's... I, I'm so glad that my missus didn't want a big ring. She picked out her ring, and she picked out something very small, a high-quality diamond, but not a big diamond. And then she'll say, she'll she'll be like, look at some of your friend's wives, and they have these gigantic rocks on their finger, and they're yellow. She's like, I wanted a high-quality diamond, and I didn't want something big. Yeah, so you, I lucked out there. Yeah, you you got lucky. She doesn't want things that are big. I understand that. Yes, yes, that bodes well for me. <laughs> but as you said, when he he gets home, his dad is talking about T bill percentages, and mm-hmm. he has his first year of college taken care of. And this movie was late eighties. I don't know where he was planning to go to school. My tuition, my freshman year, which would have been a couple years after this, was less than a thousand dollars a semester. Isn't that crazy? Considering what it is now, yeah. Yes. Well, it's also 30-some years later. But still, inflation doesn't work like that. It does for college tuition, but nothing else. Yeah, well, but uh, Dad says all you got to do is pick a school, and yeah, I got to do that. But Keith and Watts are out window shopping outside a jewelry store, and diamond earrings going back to the earrings that Shane Shane had earlier and Watts asks if he has everything he needs and then 
probably the thing that made me most uncomfortable in this film, this clip, I don't know how you want to set it up. Well, hold on a second. Watts picked out the diamond earrings. Okay. Yes. But now she's at, they're at the, the, the auto shop and he's changing oil. And well, they have this conversation about kissing. That's the ticket. I think we pretty much covered everything. All the arrangements have been made. Yep. You know what you're going to say? Whatever comes to mind. Uh-huh. You want to plan it out a little? That'll sound false. I want to be true to my instincts. Don't think I'm being weird, but what if... What if she wants you to kiss her? Well, then I guess I'm just going to have to kiss her. Amanda Jones is no minor leaguer who will be swept off her feet at the touch of your amateur lips. Thanks. This babe has plenty of battle scars. I think I can handle it. Great. Well, I just think maybe you should consider whether or not you feel you can deliver a kiss that kills. What, you think I can? If you say you can, you probably can. Well, no, I'm I'm no expert. It's cool. I was just gonna work on it with you, but if if you're comfortable, great. Yeah, this whole thing is wrong. I, I I'm sorry. Oh, oh. This is what she's doing is wrong. Okay, teaching him how to kiss. That's not what she's doing. I mean, that is what she's doing, but that's not why she's doing it. She's wanting him to kiss her. That's right. she's trying to. Yeah. And I understand when when you're uh, has he never kissed a girl before? I mean, I can understand that is a concern that you know you want your first kiss with someone that you really care about to be good. So maybe you find a friend that will practice kissing with you. That's what I did with my buddy Jim, and you know yes. it worked out. But it's it, I mean, the first time I kissed a girl, I didn't know what I was doing. I mean, I was just. Digging my tongue around in there, just and she was probably like, "What the fuck is this guy doing?" Because the first girl I ever kissed was, she was like three years older than me, and I was shocked that she was kissing me. I was just like, "I can't, I can't believe that this is happening." But um, she she goes over and sits down, and he comes over and and runs his hands on her hips. And she and, says, "Pretend like, I'm a girl. Pretend I'm her." Yes. yes. And, and then she said, look into her eyes. She'll probably do this. And then they kiss for a really long time. And she pushes him away. And then she, she says, lesson over. And he says to her, you're blushing. And she's like, no, I'm not. But then he's got to kind of stand there and hide his erection. And, well, this is how he gets over his erection. Just um, one second. <laughs> Okay, baseball, Vietnam, Richard Nixon, Pat Nixon, Pat Boone, the girl that does the weather. No, no, Okay, jellyfish, really big spiders. Come on, dig deep, dig deep. Okay. The day we backed over Skipper in the driveway, instead of going to the county fair, I had to bury him in the backyard. Okay. It's been a while since we had a, that 70s show clip. Yes. But her pants are now oily and greasy, and it has nothing to do with his hands. But... Anyway, um, there's now a montage Taj, of the four of them getting ready. A montage <laughs> of that of four of them. Uh, and Jeremy Povins is in there. 
Watts covers up her tattoo. Uh, the skinhead is paying a mater D or something. I'm not sure who he's paying. Yeah. But, um, the other detention goons break into an outdoor amphitheater. Yeah. And it's the Hollywood yes. Bowl. That's what that is. Okay. Yeah. I have no idea. But, um, Keith is having a shower jerk. Um, he's, well, he's, 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 you never, you never go on, on a date like that with a loaded gun. That's uh, from something about Mary. Is it? Yeah. Yes. But uh, yeah, the, he a really, really long shower. Like everybody else is doing other stuff, but Keith's constantly just the shot of him in the shower. He's got a little and bit of a dad, bald spot too. Does he? Yeah. Or maybe it's right. just where the whirl is, but it's maybe. not as bad as mine. But, not, yes. not nearly the, as bad as the yours. The dad comes in. Yeah, not as bad as mine. The dad comes in and flushes the toilet, and of course that turns either the water super cold or super hot. I'm not sure. And he says, "Get dressed." When, when did that stop working? By the way, I mean in my house uh, it doesn't impact it at all. It the toilets doesn't does not the washing machine does. But yeah, the the dad wants to know what's wrong. Are you in trouble? No. Were you mm-hmm. at the bank recently? It's like, oh, oh fuck. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh. Keith closes the door, and then the dad and Keith talk about money and stuff. This is a very long We're, clip. This is two two minutes and 40 seconds, by the way. Okay. Could have waited for the lobby for that. <laughs> yes. Went through the college money, didn't you? Yeah. Well, it's going back, pal. Every last cent of it's going back. You don't get this close to something and piss it away. It's not going back because I don't have it. I spent it. Would you buy a, a car? Whatever you bought, you can take back, and you're going to take it back. Dad, I can't. I, I don't want to. I don't care what you want. The money's going back in the bank, and that's final. Look, you're not listening to me. I don't have the money. I can't get it back. Look, you had no right touching that money. I had every right. I earned it. Where's the fucking money, Keith? Dad, calm down. Listen to me. The money is not important here. You don't know what's important. You don't know what the hell you're talking about. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. You just never listen to me. You only hear what you want. Will you listen to me for once? I'm listening. I'm not going to go to college. The money is gone. You can't get it back. It's over. This whole dream is not what I wanted. It's what you wanted. I never wanted it. I just didn't have the guts to tell you. Oh, you're only 18 years old, for Christ's sake. Then I'm 19, then I'm 20. When does my life belong to me? Dad, listen. I'm going out with a girl tonight, and she's beautiful, and everybody's in love with her, and she's going out with me. Get it? See, in the eyes of most people around here, I'm a nothing. And so I don't start agreeing with them. I'm going to go through with this date. I just, I want to show this girl that I'm as good as anybody else. So what, are you going to impress her with money? You think that's the solution, Keith? Dad, didn't you ever have guys at your school that didn't fit in? Yeah, of course. Yeah? Well, I'm one of those guys. thought things were going okay for you. Yeah, well, I like art. I work in a gas station. My best friend is a tomboy. These things don't fly too well in the American high school. I didn't know about this. Well, how could you know about it? You're my father. Jesus, Keith. How could you blow all that money? Believe me, there's a good reason behind all this. You just got to trust me. Trust you? There's a limit, Keith. How can you put a limit on trust? 
Do you know any father who would let his kid do something like this? No. So why should I have to go along with it? Because you believe in me. Because you believe in me. Such a brilliant fucking ploy. <laughs> mm-hmm. But that's your F word for this film is in there. Yeah. Put the fucking money back and it's it's over a girl. It's over a fucking girl. Yes. He goes, I know what I'm doing. And the dad says, I'm still going to ride your ass about college. And then as he's leaving the room, he says, and stop calling me Cliff. Right. And then who is standing outside the door? The sister. And, and dad, dad, dad thought that she was listening in and she's like, no, I'm just here to tell him Watts is here and then wishes her brother good luck. She was listening though. Yeah, probably. But yeah, and the sister is surprised that the dad didn't go ape shit, and then she realizes, oh shit, he's probably saving it for me. But the whole plan is a grand gesture, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Once again, mm-hmm. going back to the grand gesture. Um, so he goes outside. Nice car. Don't know if it's the car from the garage or not. Yeah, is it a Rolls Royce? No, uh, it is a. I'll, I'll get to that later. It's a Jaguar. It's a 1951 Jaguar Mark Seven. No. Oh. But uh, Watts is a chauffeur, and mm-hmm. that's a movie I haven't thought about in a long time. My chauffeur. That's where I oh. came up with the idea for this. Okay. But, All but, right. All uh, right. Watts says her grandma would be proud of her because she's wearing a bra. Was she not wearing a bra for the rest of this film? Perhaps. But she says, uh, get your skag. Let's roll. What, what yes. is she going to do? Take out the hijackers? Uh, you're right. Is that too soon? Tells mom. <laughs> yeah, that was too soon Matt. um he goes he goes yeah they get to amanda's house tells mom that she'll be home early cunt um (laughs) what does the mom say (laughs) say hi to hardy for her oh yeah yeah but but what is what is keith wearing he's got a jacket on well he's wearing a suit from chess king (laughs) okay he probably bought it right after he got done underwear shopping at brookfield square was it a bugle boy suit (laughs) No. <laughs> or or is a Z Cavarici. I think it was Z Cavarici. <laughs> yes. But uh she Amanda opens the door. She's surprised with how Keith looks. She says yeah. that he looks different. And actually she looks different. She looks a yes. lot less whorish than she did earlier. She looks better. I mean is she, she looks more some like shoulder pads in her I'm sure. I mean it's the eighties. But mm-hmm. are you ready? Yeah, let's go. Nice car, you steal it. Nope, borrowed it. And that's where once again asks his yeah. car from before. And he said he figured her ass was too precious for vinyl. Huh? Uh, you're right. Does he really say that? Yeah. Does he, he say that? He said, I figured your ass was too precious it? for vinyl. I did not. And she says, you're right. Catch that. But she asks, him, do you, yeah, do you ever bring an extra girl? Do you always bring an extra girl? But now they're, yes. <laughs> now they're at a nice restaurant and they are having, beluga caviar and it looks like the portion of beluga caviar that they each have in front of them would be for like a tape okay i thought you were up to it's huge it's It's a huge amount you wouldn't eat that much caviar (laughs) sorry (laughs) all fucked up here i thought you were an uptown girl you should know this stuff yeah you are Look, uh, how this happened is as much of a mystery to me as it is to you. I'm not any more thrilled about it than you are, so why don't you just stop giving me attitude, please? I'm giving you attitude. Yeah, 
Like on Friday, pulling that He-Man power play about how I have to ask my friends for permission. I didn't appreciate it. I don't like being treated like that. Well, it's true, isn't it? At least I have friends. Are you sure? It's the great coupon music. Look, do you want to end this right now? Oh, no, hey, relax. Come down, please. Listen, we ordered. I don't want to end it. Enjoy the atmosphere. Pretend I'm dead. Do you know what uh, Beluga caviar costs? No. $200 to $300 an ounce. Okay. But uh, I've had dates so that went this bad. They, they... <laughs> yeah. Pardon me, sir. Do you have any great poupon? Oh, yeah. That's the music that's playing there. Yeah. You were supposed to say, but of course. Um, <laughs> Watts is out yes. playing dice Watts, with the valets. The val- or valets. Are yes. they drivers? They're all wearing the same thing. I think they're the valets. So I thought valets because that's what I had in my notes. But when I was actually reading through the IMDb stuff, it said when she's yes. playing dice with the other drivers. Right. But that's that could be written by anybody. I mean, that's like IMDb is like Wikipedia. Anybody can go in there and enter something. It's on the internet. It's true. Sure. Sure. But the the dinner that they get served is a burger and fries. Right. Was Did we miss something? Did we be like... Oh, we don't need anything this fancy. Let's just get a burger and fries. No, I, I think it was just he was trying to prove a point. Oh, all right. But um, he says that uh, she has a lovely smile. You should smile more often. And then yes, Watts is doing a uh, not forty-eight hours um, trading places thing, except it's not raining. Where she's outside the restaurant and she's watching somebody else mm-hmm. living the life that she wants to have. And they, they come out from the restaurant and Watts slams the door of the car and she's being all snippy with him. Well, Keith gave her the leftovers, like a dog, like this a is doggy bag. Your dog, yeah. A doggy bag. Yeah. He's like, what's your problem? You volunteered for this. But now they're driving and Amanda is trying to put on some lipstick and Watts is totally fucking with her. Just hitting the brakes, running over potholes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And yeah. they, they pull up uh, the next place, and Watts tells Amanda, break his heart, and I'll break your face. But where are they? They're at the art museum. And she goes, what are you doing here? It's closed. And he rings the door, Bell, and Skinhead answers the door. And I think that's his dad. Who yeah, his is dad the is a security guard. guard. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And he says, no funny business. But he asks her, have you been here before? And she goes, yeah, I, but I don't remember anything because it was a long time ago. And he says, I come here all the time. Um, they're walking through and he goes, I've got one here that I'd really like to show you. I, I knew that the, and, there was going to be a painting of her yes, in here. Right. Yes. And it's her. And she looks at him and the thought that's going through her mind is, the fuck is wrong with this guy? It, it, it's... It's but not, then she likes it because it's her and she's, you know, a little bit of a narcissist. It's not, it's not a bad painting. It's not a great one. She looks a little off in it. Yeah. Um, ten, uh-huh. 10 years ago, I would have sli- described it slightly differently. But yes. when I was in high school, um, I, I, I drew a picture of a girl. <laughs> oh, God. Did you really? <laughs> I did. Was it, it a stick figure with boobs? No, I, I drew it on my Apple IIc. <laughs> Oh, on my paint program. Oh, and I gave it to her and holy shit was 
it just it cemented my loser status with so many people. <laughs> but she, she's yeah. stunned, and uh, they sit on a bench, and he smiles, yeah. and she just doesn't know what to think. And then outside, outside in the car, Watts is having a sad Jill. Yep, right here. <laughs> yep, Watts is in car having a sad jerk. She aggressively grabs her drumsticks, but um, then they go to an, the amphitheater, the Hollywood Bowl, and mm-hmm. Watts is in the audience, and she would not be able to hear what they're saying, but no, the, the two of them, being Amanda and Keith, they talk at the amphitheater. So what do you see in me? Be honest. What do you see in me? <laughs> you first. I don't think anybody ever thought anything about me other than I look good next to him. I went along with it because I'd I'd rather be next to somebody for the wrong reasons than alone for the right ones. I'd rather be right than stand being alone. Nobody can stand being alone. The minute you stop thinking there's someone out there for you, it's over, isn't it? Isn't it? been waiting a long time and I still don't have it but I will what are you talking about you know what I'm talking about no I don't yes you do it's not funny I know you know what I'm talking about I, I don't this tonight was a joke I was set up you used me right you think I used you didn't you In the way, Amanda, there's only one way. You use someone, you either do or you don't. There is no try. You didn't use me? God, you hypocrite. What's hanging in that museum, huh? My soul? No, it's my face. You're using me to pay back every guy with more money and more power than you. Paint it any color you want. It's still you using me. You're right. I did use you. For all those reasons. I'm sorry. I I try to think of myself as a relatively intelligent individual. I do not understand what the fuck they're talking about here. No. I do not understand how she thinks he used her at all. I do not understand that at all. Maybe she's thinking, oh, you're using me because you want Watts to be jealous. I don't know. Who knows? But yeah, that that really didn't make a whole lot of sense. But he gives her the earrings and she goes, what is it? Well, it's my future. <laughs> I can't take it. Um, it's a little lens flare on the diamonds. Is there? Yeah, but she can't take them. She says, this is insane. And she's right. Yeah, this is insane. Yeah, and she starts to crying. He says uh, at... She shouldn't have to borrow anything. She's too good for that. Is she? I, right. I don't think so. Yeah. But it's you're right. She starts crying. Yeah. Why are you crying? Well, I hate feeling ashamed. And she says, you know, where I'm from, I hate seeing my friends get everything. And I gave into it. 
even though I didn't have to. Well, you, you won't so. you won't do it again. You don't have to ever. Mm-hmm. I, I don't buy this at all. Yeah, N- not at all. And they kiss, and then it cuts back to Watts as it the camera pulls back, and Watts gets up and leaves, and they walk out. And as Keith, they're walking and, hand in hand. Yeah, as as Keith and Amanda walk out, Watts slides off the hood of the car, and I'm thinking if that's the boss's car, <laughs> yeah. You know, please, please don't do this to the car. Right. But Watts wants to know what is next. What now? Hardy's house. Have you forgotten something? He wants to beat the crap out of you. It's for real, Keith. I know. Well, if you want to do that, drive yourself. I have to face him sooner or later. It's not just Hardy, it's his friends. I can handle it. I could beat the crap out of you. You won't last six seconds. I know what I'm doing. Don't go overboard, Studley. Let's go. So they pull up in front of a nice house, and how how does she park? Well. Just like a woman. She parks like an asshole, honestly. Yeah, yeah. This house is huge. And And is it Amanda that says, you don't have to do this? One of them says that, and he says, yeah, I do. And as Keith walks away with Amanda, Watts does the sign of the cross, and she says, she'll be there. And as Keith and Amanda are walking in, the first thing I notice is that door is fucking huge. Mm -hmm. That door is probably almost 10 feet tall and probably five, six feet across. Yeah. But it's a typical high school party, smoky haze. And when they first walk in, one of Hardy's boys sees Amanda and Keith walk in, and he goes to tell Hardy, and he's with a blonde. I think it's the third blonde. It's the third one, or maybe it's the same one all along. I don't know. But, yeah, Hardy comes on over to the two of them. And I think this is your boyfriend is a real or royal cocksucker, Cliff. Uh-huh. Welcome. Glad you could come by. It's getting late. I was worried you were going to disappoint us. So, did you have a good time? Yeah. She's deceptively innocent, isn't she? Clean and nice on the outside. Did she do you? See, <laughs> the one thing that um, I'm glad about is that. You get her used. And yeah, Keith pushes uh, Hardy into, what is it, a little statue that's on a little pillar or something? It's a total It's a total typical high school fight where they're just grappling with each other, grabbing each other. There's no punches thrown. Uh, but then two of Hardy's goons grab him. And now... Do you think that this was planned with the the skinhead group, the detention group? Oh yeah, absolutely. This was a this was all part yeah, of the plan. And, and I've got a blind, plan. I've got a blind clip here. What do you think my clip is of the detention guys walking into the house? What do you think that what it is? Uh, if I had to guess, uh, we're here for the gangbang. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but this is actually you have a clip before hit Hardy or before Duncan's crew shows up before the skinheads crew. It's uh. What it's yeah, the, that's that. 
That's right. I because I broke it up. I I broke up broke it up. So yeah, though the the detention crew has not shown up yet. It's this is when Hardy's guys kind of grab Keith. Mhm. Yeah. That was not very smart, friend. I don't even care about you. She's the trash. You're just a fool. Take him outside and kick the shit out. Why don't you take me outside? What? what? I said, why don't you take me outside? I don't play that way. I would love to. You see, I am the host here. I have guests. I said, take him outside, okay? Hardy, you don't want to do this. Oh, really? Yeah, you said yourself, I'm the trash. I got him into this. Why don't you just deal with me, huh? That's very touching. Standing up for your new man, I like that. Let him go. Why don't you do something right for once in your life? I'll never forget it. It's worthless. You can't talk to him. What do you want? You know what I want. Okay. Okay, you want me back? I'm back. <laughs> Come on, it's not that easy. You're going to have to convince me. I want you to beg. Let him go. Come on, you're begging. Beg. Oh. Bastard. You're gonna have to beg. Okay. So now, <laughs> now the detention crew walks in. You just hold it right there. Revenge of the Nerds. <laughs> Revenge of the Nerds. So when the um, yeah. the uh, the Trilams, the Trilams, the real Trilams national chapter shows up with uh yes Jefferson something Jefferson UN Jefferson UN Jefferson yes <laughs> okay <laughs> but Hardy backs down he's like hey, hey, hey I'll forget this this was just a joke and then Keith tells him it's over it's over Johnny. And he says that Hardy's done, which I don't buy that either because maybe he lost face, but a, way, a day, a week, a month later, he mm-hmm. beats the shit out of Keith. But um, yeah. Amanda says, I'm not as forgiving as you. And she goes over and she slaps him, I think, twice. Twice. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Duncan she goes, said, there is, yeah, there, there isn't anything I can do to him that he hasn't already done to himself. It's not true. And, it's not yeah. true. He, he, <laughs> he looks a little humiliated. But Keith and the skinhead both look at each other and open their mouths like, what? You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. It's happened yeah. in several several movies. But um, right. Duncan is going to turn this party up, and Shane is looking at the guy with the bad mustache and just getting damp. And mm-hmm. uh, Amanda and Keith walk out, and as they're walking out, Keith <laughs> apparently took some acid because he's having a flashback. Yeah, to his kiss uh, with Watts in the garage, and Amanda can tell that something's off here, and he walks a little fast, and Amanda kind of has to shuffle to catch up. Mm-hmm. But yeah. what what does Watts say she's gonna do? She's gonna she's gonna go strut. We walk from here. <laughs> oh, but um, Amanda, as Watts walks away. Um, Amanda says, Hey, I, I think these talking about the earrings you really wanted to give to somebody else. And then you have a clip here about that. I don't know what it is. Probably the same thing I just said. Yes. I'm sorry. I didn't know. Oh, shit. Sorry. 
Remember how I said I'd rather be with someone for the wrong reasons than alone for the right ones? I'd rather be right. It's gonna feel good to stand on my own. Both redheads. Uh, Watts is starting to ugly cry as she's walking mm-hmm, away. Totally. Yes. And, yeah. and Keith is he, running to catch up with her. And he catches her and she smiles and he says, no, 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 no. You have my cell phone. I need that back. <laughs> I can't find my car. He picks her up, swings her around. They kiss. And then they have this brief exchange. I'm sorry. I didn't know. Yeah, well, you're stupid. I always knew you were stupid. Why didn't you tell me? You never asked. (laughs) I wanted these. I really wanted them. They're yours. You knew you were going to get these. No, I didn't. I hoped. I didn't know. You know. I had a feeling. Well, how did they look? And then Ewoks come out dancing. You look good wearing my future. Yeah, it's an Irish version of I can't help falling in love with you. But yeah. as the the credits are rolling and that song continues to play, at the very end of the song, there is a clip that actually appears in Titanic. Believe it or not, um, same music. Um, because it's an Irish jig band mm-hmm. and they walk away from the camera, probably going back towards the car, but there is actually just a, a so it's, it's a fraction of a second that happens right before it fades to black. Okay. And then the movie's over. And I want to put this here because I think it makes more sense to be here than other stuff. So playing, playing out the stream. Do you want to go first, or should, or should you go first? I'll, I'll go first. Um, <laughs> you didn't hear what I just said. No, what do you just? Well, I'll, I'll hear I, it. Yeah, hear it later. Um, so let's start with uh, Keith. Mm-hmm. Keith and Watts. They burn hot. They burn fast. They're done within three months. And then he ends up going to um, art school, where you draw like that fucking turtle. That you get in the back of a comics magazine. Okay, I've got I've got Keith is yeah they they break up after six months and then he's working at a Starbucks and running um, summer youth art classes at the Y. Okay, Watts. She just continues doing whatever Watts is doing. Uh, Amanda oh, ends up as hold a- on a second. I I've got Watts as she made it big in a local band where they were big. Um, locally, mm-hmm. but it fizzled out, and now she teaches music theory at a junior college. <laughs> you have a, you have a, a a trend going here. Um, mm-hmm. Amanda ends up being a cashier at a local grocery store. <laughs> I've got Amanda swallowed a bottle of pills, 
But she survived and graduated and then went off to college far away, never came back, and now is divorced with three kids and is fat. Hardy goes to college or whatever, becomes a congressman. No, oh, I said he did, he did just fine, went to college, and is pulling 500K at his dad's law firm. And then uh, Shane is the last one I have. She gets knocked oh. up by the guy with the porn star mustache. <laughs> okay. I don't even have her. And ends so. up with an oldie fans at age 60. So. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'd never seen it before, at least never seen all of it. It couldn't hold up for me. It was way better than I expected it to be. Um, okay. What did I say about this movie last week as you announced what this movie, what, what movie we were doing? Uh, you were not happy. Um, I, I, I didn't say I wasn't happy. I just said, oh, I fucking hate this movie. Okay. All right. So did It you wasn't hate- bad. No, it wasn't bad. It wasn't horrible. I kind of enjoyed it. The thing that surprised me is I'm so used to the uh, Pretty in Pink, 16 Candles, Breakfast Club, John Hughes model that has humor to it. There's no mm-hmm. humor in this film at all. Very little. Yeah. And, you know, it is pretty much a drama it might have a few chuckles here and there but not not funny at all it it played kind of fast and loose with some logic about especially Mm -hmm. the you know hardy in the girls locker room and a couple other things but i i I thought it was well done and i thought it it hit the marks it wanted to hit um i i didn't believe some of the motivations and some of the decisions of some of the people towards the end but i i I thought it was fine, um, and I would recommend yeah. it to somebody that hasn't seen it. As would I. A little gassy there, Doug? <laughs> I'm burping. I cracked open a high noon. I got thirsty. Okay. So and it was the thing that was closest. So, uh, Last thing is... And now it's time for Jen's two-second movie review. I would give it four out of five stars. That was mm-hmm. Jen's two-second movie review. Jen! Probably a little bit higher yeah. than me. Um, yeah. I, I would say three out of five. But <laughs> what you watching? watching? My week, I'll go first. I, I watched mm-hmm. the first episode of Picard. As did I. I thought it was decent. Um, I, much better I'm than like anything it, in season two. <laughs> <laughs> My sister and I had the same conversation. And well, it's we'll we'll see where it goes. And, and then I show, she's like, oh, Will Wheaton is so cringy. I'm like, what? He's not in it yet. And she goes, oh, we're watching the making of and he's narrating it. Oh, so then he's I, terrible. He's fucking and awful. Then, so, th- so then I sent her the, the Will Wheaton, um, family guy clip from YouTube. Okay. Which, where, where Stewie beams them all in. And she had never seen that. I don't think she's very familiar with family guy at all. She thought it was fucking hilarious. Okay. Um, I watched, uh, I, I discovered this thing called Awkward Puppets. Okay. Uh, it is 80 different videos that range in length from a minute to three and a half minutes. Mm-hmm. I watched all of them. What's it on? Uh, YouTube. He's got a YouTube channel. I found it on Aw- Facebook. Awkward Puppets. Awkward, awkward Puppets. All right. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> it's okay. So, it's, it's very, very wrong. But mm-hmm. it's very, very funny. Okay. I watched a documentary about a guy that built a tunnel from his shed to his house. Okay. Um, it's two and a half hours long. Um, Jeez. How, how, how long of a tunnel is it? Uh, 
100, 100 feet. And why? Why did he build a tunnel from his house to his shed? To do it. And why is there a documentary about it? It's just on YouTube. Okay. Uh, I think I may have seen that, and I think I've scrubbed through a lot of it. It's just amazing. The I'm so impressed with people that can manufacture stuff. Mm-hmm. And and maybe that's something that lawn chair can do where you can like actually bend plates to how they have to be formed. But just watching them do that in, in the way that they put in the, uh, what do you, what do you call that stuff? The, the metal, they're not metal sheets, but it is like a grid of metal that you put down that holds in concrete, even though it's not solid, it'll hold concrete in place. Okay. But it's just amazing. Uh, like, uh, Nick from on family ties with his garbage art. <laughs> Yo, Nick. Um, Survivor Australia. Um, uh-huh. My t- my chauffeur. I watched that. This uh, it's been a long time since I saw. I saw. I watched Tomboy, which is a film I've never seen before. It actually stars Angel from Avenging Angel in it, and she does get All naked right. in it. <clears throat> it's on Tubi. Okay. And then, lastly, today, right before the podcast, I watched the latest episode. Of Bad Batch. Oh, I have not seen it yet. Okay, that's it. Okay, um, I watched the first episode of Picard. I found this series on Amazon called Patriot. It's two seasons. Seen it. It's, oh, you have? Yeah, I actually talked about it in the first season when we were doing what you watch it. Really? Yep. Okay, it's super layered. I mean, does it wrap it up at the end of the second season? Or do you not remember? Yes and no. I mean, it, it it's not tied up in a bow, but it's at a logical stopping point. Okay. John so Locke then I don't it. need to... I know he is. So I don't. you don't need to play the 51-second the clip that I pulled from it? Okay. Oh, do you want me to? I, sure, why not? It's simple. A little something like this, John. Hey, let me walk you through our Donnelly nut spacing and crack system rim-riding grip configuration. Using a field of half-sea sprats and brass-fitted nickel slits, our bracketed caps and splay-flexed brace columns vent dampers to dampening hatch steps of one-half meter from the damper crown to the spur of plinth. How? Well, we bolster 12 husk nuts to each girdle jerry, while flex tandems press a task apparatus of 10 vertically composited Patch hamplers. Then pin flam fastened pan traps at both maiden apexes of the gym joints. Bitches leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I totally uh, forgot about the whole pipe fitting aspect of that. It's and which and the company is in Milwaukee. Yes. So much of this show takes place. It's just it's clever, it's it's dark it's dark comedy, it's drama, it's layered, it's a really interesting show. Um, the way it's all set up. So I'm enjoying that. Uh, my oldest and I went to go see Ant-Man, the new Ant-Man movie. Sure. The first five minutes and the last three minutes are live action, and the rest of it is a fucking green screen CGI shit show where your brain is just gets overloaded and fatigued by watching so much of it. So like uh, Attack of the Clones, the last 30 yeah. minutes of Attack of the Clones? Yeah. And it was just like, it was just like ugh, it's just not that good. It was, I mean, I fell asleep. 
But that's what happens when you get in those dream loungers. They're heated and it's dark and, you know, you're 50 and you don't sleep that great to begin with. I'm just going to close my eyes here and see what happens. Yeah, I fell asleep. Uh, I With my oldest, we watched the 1984 version of Red Dawn. I hadn't seen it since we the last since I have not seen it since our very first episode of this podcast. And what was interesting was as I was watching it. Oh, you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay, I pulled out the cord a little bit and I got all funky, funkylicious. I'm like, oh, I'd pull that clip. Oh, I'd pull that clip. Oh, I'd pull that clip. And also, as I'm watching it, I realized Charlie Sheen says this. Let it play out, because I'll say something. So Charlie Sheen says this in Red Dawn. It's like it's been here for a thousand years. And then he says this in Platoon. The village, which had stood for maybe a thousand years. It's like, wow, okay. But as I'm watching it, I'm like, damn, this is a really good movie. Really, it's a really good movie. Okay. Uh, I watched 1923. I'm all caught up on that. Still have not and watched that. I'm oh, I forgot uh, um, the last one. The, the thing you're about to say. Yeah. yeah, the last of us. We I did watch I, that, and I'm all caught up on that. So uh, interesting to see where it's going to go. Because I don't. Is this an eight episodes? I think season? it's nine. I think it's nine. Nine. Okay. I, I did you watch the preview? No. Okay. So I won't I won't spoil it for you. I like going into it blind. I it's, I don't I don't like watching the previews for the next episode. I like going into them completely blind. It's like a glory hole. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. You never know what's on the other side. There was a show. Fuck. What show was it? NYPD Blue. Maybe it was some cop show where some guy was at a glory hole and he was stuck because he when he put his cock through the glory hole, somebody had like clamped it. Oh, it's a cop rock. <laughs> Got my cock in a, cl- a trap. Da, 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 da. Yeah, it's cop rock. <laughs> cop rock. All yeah. right. Okay. Okay, so. Howdy, Pop. Oh, you got now some. It's time for Listener Reaction Roundup. Yeehaw! N- not so much a comment as it was a question. All right. Uh, hey, hey, Matt, where, where's the Ferris Bueller's podcast? I can't find oh. it. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't exist. Sorry. There's a ton of staple 80s movies that we haven't done. Well, we, you know, a lot of, t- well, honestly, a lot of it was trying to get our feet under us. And then it was not, it's playing that, well, I don't want to take it because if I, if I pick that movie, then he doesn't have to. And he's going to eventually. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. it's podcast chicken. <laughs> it is a little bit. That's why we haven't done Raiders. <laughs> well, yeah, that's a whole another thing. So that's all. I well, okay. Say. I should say. I should say. Last night I had beers at the bar here in my bar with friend of show Bill, and we were talking about um, him taking the reins of Cub Scouts after next year. Okay, we had an hour and forty five minute discussion. But of course, he, he he enjoys the podcast, and he's like, he's like, I'm I listen to the podcast, and I'm just like you and and Matt. More so like you than Matt, but we have so much in common and we like the same things. What does that mean? So it's, what does that mean? I don't well you're he's never met you face to face. He only knows you through a microphone. I, I'm so. I'm very much not what you'd expect if you only hear me through this. I'm 
so soft spoken and respectful and oh, yes, you know, I deferential and yeah, I'm, yeah. All, all those things. Yes, I am a different. I, me, on the other hand, am pretty much a different personality. That's what I just said. The, I am different the, than what I yeah. am on the podcast. Yeah. So, all right. I'm so excited, and I just can't hide it. Three degrees for next week's movie, and I think I like it. Choice. All right, a choice. Do you want to continue with teen angst, or do you want to spill into a different direction, which has 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 a mild bit of teen angst? Well, I got one teen angst left in in, in the tank, and then the rest of my season is not. So okay, so are we ready to veer off from teen angst? That's fine. Okay, Eric Stoltz plays Keith Nelson in this this week's film. He plays Danny Daly in 1990s Memphis Belle. Courtney Gaines plays Eugene McVeigh in that film. Play Gaines plays Kenneth Werman in 1987's highly overrated Can't Buy Me Love. Sharon Farrell <laughs> plays Mrs. Mancini in that hot piece of garbage. Farrell plays night plays Molly in this 1983 meme generator. You have no idea. None whatsoever. Mrs. Mancini. I've got to take some umbrage with you taking some pot shots at my boy. Um, I have no clue. Chuck Norris in Lone Wolf McQuaid. Well, okay. Well, it shouldn't be that big of a surprise to me. <laughs> it's got Keith Carradine, Barbara Carrera, and Eric Estrada. Okay. <laughs> the um, I I went back and I've listened to I've went back and I've listened to a lot of our older podcasts. Um, okay, just because I was trying to find different ones that I could say, Hey, listen to this one and audio quality aside there, there's a couple that are pretty good, but the one okay. I, I totally forgot about is, uh, if you just want something that is off the rails, listen to the, the dead zone. Zebra. <laughs> <laughs> because it, it's, it's, it's just so crazy. And it is a, a thing where, um, but I actually came up with, uh, listening to, um, last American version. All right. Um, but I, I've listened to a couple of them, and it's like, okay, that's a good one to skip. This is a good one. But uh, <laughs> Dead Zone is just – that one hung out for a while in, in like, the back of my mind because it, it was just that, that walk-in thing was just there. It's such a horrible walk-in impersonation as well. Mine? Both of ours. <laughs> okay. The ice is going to break. <laughs> not good yeah yeah so next next week we're, we're we're jumping back into the the chuck norris well which is bet we've only done one other chuck norris film we can't say that we're a pot 80s podcast without doing at least two chuck norris films and i don't think i'll do another chuck norris film i see i i would i don't even know if it's an 80s one there's one chuck norris film i'd love to see again what's that it, it's the one where he fights the guy that's kind of undead and he kicks him down a well at the end I can't remember the name of it. I don't know, man. I, I I don't know of any Chuck Norris supernatural films. How many Schwarzenegger films have we done? We did Conan. We've done Conan. I think that's it. And we've done at least two Stallone films. 
well, Rocky Four and First Blood. Yeah. We haven't done a Steven Seagal or a Van Damme movie. No. Oh, no, we did um, a Van Damme film. What? Predator. Okay, that doesn't count. <laughs> He's in Oh, we did. There, there's, there's our other Schwarzenegger movie, Predator. Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, forgot about that. Duh. Yeah. Um, I don't think we've done a Tom Hanks film. No. Not the Tom Hanks film. Well, there's not that many 80s Tom Hanks films. There are really not that many 80s it's Bachelor Tom Party, Hanks film. um The Wizard One. <laughs> Joe versus the Volcano. Um Is that 80s? Money Pit. Yeah. Big. As we rattle yeah. off 15 things. There's not many Okay. Anyway, go ahead and take us on home. Hey, thanks everybody for listening uh and joining us for some kind of wonderful, which the only reference to that song was in Matt's movie bed, which was kind of a cheat. You kind of cheated a little bit. Okay. No comment? Okay. I, I, was, I was struggling to get the, the thing done on time. Oh, all right. All right. Um, join us next week for Chuck Norris, Barbara Carrera, David Carradine, and Eric Estrada in Lone Wolf McQuaid, where the Mac-10 submachine gun plays heavily in this movie. <laughs> and it's used in a ridic- many ridiculous manners. Uh, you want to reach out to the show, betamaxrewind at yahoo.com. Rate us uh, where you get your podcasts. Um, it only takes a second. Like us on Facebook or tell a friend or two or three or four. Do us a favor. I understand we had a big week last week. Yeah, we did. Really big week. No idea why. Really? Oh, wow. Some huh. bot found the podcast, downloaded you know several hundred of them. <laughs> big week really is that what happened yeah I, well, I have no idea what it is but it was okay. it was spread across and i know that we do have we pick up people and we lose people um mm-hmm. and i know that there are people that are going through the back catalog because the back catalog keeps growing and honestly if you look at it you listen to it there is the sound quality is one thing the sound quality gets much better after about like 70 episodes i think all right yeah B- but we really find our footing probably after about 20, maybe. Okay. So, yeah, so we will see you next week for um, Lone Wolf and McQuaid. Lone Wolf McQuaid. Okay. Lone Wolf and McQuaid. <laughs> McQuaid. Chuck <laughs> Norris is McQuaid. Um, Mrs. Mancini is Chuck Norris's ex-wife. But they have a solid relationship, so they got that going for them. His name's not Rock. Rock McQuaid? Yeah, because Rock is the, the guy that she's dating in Camp I Me Love. Oh, I don't know what his first name is, that, honestly, in that movie. It's I Rock don't know. McQuaid. It's not. No, it's not. I'm going to have to watch Camp I Me Love now. <laughs> so. Oh, jeez. Great. All right, good night, everybody. Uh. Mm.